Hey, what's going on, guys? Big Duke here, one third member of the legendary group, the Hogsman. And tonight, Mike and Dev bring you the anniversary show. That's right. What a crazy year it has been, filled with amazing guests, hot topics, and you guessed it, plenty of hogs. I hope you submitted your questions or topics to discuss on their Twitter page or Instagram. So without any further ado, time for the podcast. you've all been waiting for from just north of the border he's the hombre with no nombre mi hermano from another mamo he's ramona's favorite son el numero uno you're listening to one of the three hogsmen devin still not here he's gonna be gone for a while and duke can't make it this week Said it'll be in next week. But it's Tuesday night, January 26th, 2021. You know what tonight you know what tonight is, Adam? What is tonight? Other tonight? than the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. Well, <laughs> that just we just went south real quick. <laughs> we just went south. But uh it is the anniversary of the show. One year ago today I walked in with my phone. I had downloaded an app, and I said, Devin, let's uh do a podcast and my buddy uh hunter freeman was also in the room and he's i said hunter you want to hang out and he said sure and uh hunter joined in on the podcast and tonight making his return to the podcast the southern redneck or socal redneck get it right damn it i can't even remember what it is but it's hunter freeman welcome back to the show it's been a while it's been a while been when a was while. the last time you were on uh probably the summer that was the last time i was on Crazy man, crazy. You uh, went, of, you went dark. A lot, a lot of stuff happened in my life. <laughs> exactly. We'll get to that. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna go around the room though. We got a full house here. Call us the Tanners. <laughs> uh, my next guest. You seen him on the WWE, on the network. He's killing it, doing a great job, and Hunter's wearing a shirt. Out of baby. Dom Mysterio. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me again. Welcome, welcome back again. This is about what the fourth time you've been here, I something think like third. that. Killer, killer. Glad to have you on. Thank it's you always guys. fun. And then we got a little bit of an audience here. We got uh, making his return from last week, the sweetest man in the room, Sweet Robin Shaw. Hello, everyone. Yeah. I couldn't get enough. Exactly, couldn't get enough. And we also got a uh, a, a debuting sexy fab. Got a rookie in here. Green rookie over here, sexy fab. Actually, but you were you you've been you hung out one time on the on the podcast. Yeah, there was one time that I came, so second time here. Welcome back, welcome Thank you. back. Appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. We got a little bit of a audience. I expect some. Uh, this is awesome. Chance some talk forever. Chance 
during this uh, anniversary show. You ever had a This Is Awesome chant before? One of your matches? Uh, yeah, I remember the first one was with uh, Famous B. Really? Yeah, I, yep. Famous B. Famous B. Shout out Famous B. He's yeah. a incredible wrestler, man. It was, it was a good match too. It was online. Where was this at? SoCal Pro. Really? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Nice. Awesome dude. Yeah. How, how have you met? Uh, how, how'd you meet? Uh, Lucha Underground. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. he was signed to it, and then your dad was on it for a little while. Yeah, really cool guy. Yeah, he is. So a uh, lot, lot of lot, very fun guy to wrestle with. But uh, Hunter, what's up? Let's talk to you, real quick. Ooh. So. 2020 for a lot of people is a bad year, but you know what? I got a room full of guys. It was a pretty good year. Some good stuff happened. Very true. Very now, true. normally, uh, you know, guys, you you find a girlfriend, you get married, um, you buy a house, and you uh, you have a kid, and it's a little bit of a you know you take it over stages, right? A little bit of a time. Hunter said, "Fuck that. Let's just do it. Let's get it all out of the way at once. All out of the way. One." One shot, one shot, one kill. That's the way I look at it. And uh, you got yourself a wife. Got a wife. A kid and a house basically all at the same time. Pretty much with a span of, well, you know, the nine months for the kid. But, yeah, bought a house, got married pretty, I think, in the same, almost the same month. And next thing you know, December the 11th, 2020, uh, little Preston J. Freeman, also known as PJ, was born. Congratulations. Congratulations. And, uh... Hold on, real quick. I remember Dom saying this back in the day, but is he is he gonna take on the duty? Is he gonna be a godfather to your child? That is one hundred percent. He is. <laughs> you know, you know the story. You know the story, right? You know, you know who else's birthday is on December the eleventh? Uh, no, who? Whose birthday is on December the eleventh? Oh, for real? My dad. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Guess how yeah. much PJ weighed? Uh, eight pounds. Six pounds. Guess how? Guess how uh, long he was. I don't know. I, I don't know these. I don't know who kids are. He was nineteen go. inches. So he was six one nine. He was a how true. How crazy is that? Six That's nuts, nine man. baby. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. I said, well, pretty much. That's what I told Meryl after she. I said, damn, it's is Dom's dad's birthday. He's six one nine. I said, son, you were born and raised in San Diego. Hell this is yeah. this is truth right here. And not to make things weirder. But I'm pretty sure the baby was conceived on my birthday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, WrestleMania. Yeah, for sure. There you <laughs> go. Fifth, and that's my birthday. There yeah. you go. That's cool, man. Hunter, congratulations. Thanks, bro. Over the past couple of years, uh, you and I have gone through some stuff together, but we did it together. We did. And uh, I appreciate I everything you do for me, and uh, I hope you appreciate everything I do for you. I do. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. It was also a good year, too. I got to hit the plug, but I did also win the Ground Zero Championship. Yes, you did. Well as well yes you did out of nowhere and now that that's you've held uh the socal pro championship you held that held the socal pro championship i've held the tag team belts there at socal pro and now i've i'm now holding the ground zero championship good so, for you good for you it means a lot whenever a company can decide they want to put the you know the weight of the company on your shoulders i don't know i, I feel like i'm still trying to figure this shit out but you know it's we all are yeah we all are. It's like when they get like you get a belt, you're like, I don't know. What, I, I don't really know what to do with the belt. It's a whole nother can of worms. You know, wrestling, they teach you how to wrestle. Yeah. But now it's like, OK, teach me how to like, how am I supposed to be the on top guy? It's uh, it's one of those where, you know, like you me, you've said it before. The belt's a prop. It's the person that the belt goes around. Yep. What's going to put what's going to put an ass in every seat? 
is the thing is the way I, I look at it. Yep. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to try to be as everything that I can for the fans out there, even though we don't have fans, you know, we're slowly trying to bring fans back, you know what I mean? But I, I still want, you know, to be the faces company. And that way they know every time they come to a ground zero show or any show that I'm on, they know that, you know, I'm going to show them a good time and entertain them and give them one of the best matches I can possibly give them. So I feel like that's all of us. So that's, I feel like that would be with anybody that's here in this room. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the goal in life is to, that's the goal in wrestling. I would say is we were fans. We all, we all grew up at fans. one point. At one point we were now we're in this business, but our end goal in life is to make everybody who comes and pays their hard earned money to watch us, get them to go home happy or go home pissed off or, whatever just so where next time they can come back to the next show you know what i mean yep so well uh you had my vote for uh the socal uncensored match of the year you and andy thank you um i can't remember what show it was for ground zero but the, was one, the where, one in january well the one where you swerved the, the first uh, one right yeah, it was the first one yeah. in january the resolution the one where you even got me man i thought i thought they they put the belt on you and uh they did you guys did a great job of uh playing that off and I was happy for you. Uh, it was a huge honor, man. Just to, like when you see the list of matches that were on there and just the people on there. You, you talking about guys in New Japan and um, you know Ring of Honor and they're working for Prime Time and different things like you know. It was very, you know, you kind of picked on me a little bit for uh, what was it you said when I was like you know just an honor to be mentioned. You know, yeah. but it shut it the was, fuck up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you want the win. Yeah, no, but it was just like you sit there and you look at it and it's just like damn like i'm being mentioned with all of these guys on here and it's just you know it's, it's very humbling for a small town boy like me to be mentioned with that in southern california which is a big friggin' area you know so it's, it, was, it was pretty cool i thought you deserved it i watched the match i was there in person the fucking crowd went nuts appreciate it and uh you know i looked at that list and i said if anybody deserves it that match deserves it appreciate so, it dude thank let's, you let's move over to uh speaking of so we have uh, the SoCal Uncensored Awards, right? They just came out, and they have a Rookie of the Year Award. Why was Dominic Mysterio not on that fucking list? I know, right? <laughs> now, if you would have just had one goddamn indie match, Dom, you could have been on that list. Or if the Fed came to Southern California and you had one match, you, you could have easily taken that award. Because, seriously, you fucking deserve it. Appreciate it. You Thank fucking you. deserve it, man. I was like, God, Dom Mysterio, why, why, is, it not, why is he not on that? But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was an honor to be like nominated for the the Slammies. So that like, hell I, yeah, I grew up watching that. So like, being nominated for Rookie of the Year with like a bunch of list of like so much talent with like the Street Profits, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair, Otis. Like the it was it was really cool. So um, before we uh, so last time we talked, you were just getting ready to debut. Uh, against the match with Rollins at uh, what was that? Was that SummerSlam yeah, or yeah? SummerSlam. Fucking hell of a match. Let's let's go way back in time to all the way. When is SummerSlam again? August. August. Let's go back to August 2020. You're about to go through the curtains. You've gone over your match in the back. Tell me, man, how to how to feel, bro? Finally, all this work you 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 put years into training. Finally, you got to go debut. How to how to feel, man? I mean, it was definitely like a like a breath of fresh air almost like it was like the debut was over Mm because I felt like there was so much pressure behind it but at the end of the day like I felt like I had to go out there and just 
do what I had to do. And, like, I, I didn't even, like, like, I wasn't worried about, like, what people would think or anything. I just kind of was worried on making sure the match was good and making sure Seth was happy and, you know, the people in the back were happy. So that's why the first thing I asked my dad, like, fresh out was how was the match because I wanted to make sure that the people were happy with, with, what I, with what I had given them for my first time, you know? Yeah. Is it also, it's such a, a huge hump to get over. You can train all you want. You can train all you want. But there's nothing like being in the, the, the match environment. You know, you, you start to go, oh, I get it now. Okay, I, I can understand why we were running all these drills, you know, why they were trying to beat this, uh, you know, psychology into my head, you know, basic fundamentals, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, you come here to training, you spend hours, you know, running spots, running the ropes, going back and forth, bumping, all that kind of stuff. And then you get in the match and you, you just hammer it out once. You hammer out the match once and you go, oh, yeah. it's over. And actually, they gave you a good amount of time on your debut. We well, we didn't have a specific amount of time. I just remember them saying, "Whatever you guys need," and we were aiming for I think fifteen to twenty, and I think we went almost thirty. Dude, that's, that's damn. <laughs> Not too many people get that amount of time yeah. on debuts. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it's it's. Do you kind of feel like okay now that you you've been you've had a, you know you've been doing matches the past however many months. Do you kind of feel like okay, I, you know, you, did you do you look at it a little bit differently as far as wrestling wise as opposed to before you you started doing matches you were just training? Does it kind of, is it a little bit clearer now? Yes. Like match structure, psychology, M- all that kind of stuff. Much more clear, especially because like I don't know, I've been very blessed with with the opportunities that I've been given. So like those WWE refs, man, they're on another level, and like. Just, just working with Seth and, like, picking his brain and, like, match structure. Like, everything just came together so, so good that, like, I understand it in a different way, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Nope. You got to get in there, man. You got to get in there and it's you got to bang out a match and then go, oh, okay. All right. I see what they're talking about now. Yeah. It makes it a little bit easier to, to understand. Um, what everybody wants to know is since you've debuted, have you shit your pants in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I remember I told you I was pretty close, and I thought <laughs> I, I I got thrown into this wall, and I immediately farted. <laughs> like it was, and I have no, I have no shame in this. I instantly farted, and the first thing that came to my mind was like fucking Mike. <laughs> but but then I I just realized it was just a fart, so I was good. Dude, how funny it would it be like your first match? You're like. Holy crap, you guys aren't going to believe this. My first pe- match, I shit myself. And I'd be like, welcome to the fucking squad, dog. Welcome to the squad. You guys, y'all, hey, Sean, we, I didn't ask you, man. You shit your pants in the ring yet? Yes, I have. Atta oh. boy. Atta, nice. give, give that man the microphone right now. <laughs> Can you, tell me about this. Um, well, part of it is because uh, my digestive system's all jacked up because of my surgery, so sometimes it's hard to hold it. Uh-huh. Uh, I did the like Undertaker apron leg drop thing to uh, Diego Valens, <laughs> I went for it, and I hit, and I thought I farted, and I was like, that's a little wet. Oh, it was nice. the worst. And I went through the whole match, and I, I could smell it. I get, <laughs> I, I get to the back, and I told Diego, I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and he said he didn't notice, which I don't believe him, but... Yeah, no, it, it has happened. It was the worst. And it was like in the beginning of the match, too. It was not a good time. Welcome to the squad, dog. Welcome <laughs> to the squad. Thank you. Yeah, I'm telling you, you ain't, you ain't wrestled until you shit your pants and then you wrestle. Go ahead. So, 
straight up Steve Austin, right? New new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was on it the other day, and he mentioned about the time he shit his pants. No way, really. Yeah, uh, wrestling Yoko. I gotta <laughs> check that out. So it's on there, and he's talking about he did something. Uh, I think Yoko hit like the bon- bonsai on him, or hit something on him. Shit his pants, and he looked up and he said, "Let's take it home, Yoke." And he said, "Got you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> and when I watched it, and when I was sitting there, and I thought about you, Mike, and I said, "Mike needs to see." This. Uh, yeah. I told Meryl, I said, "You know, Mike shit his pants in the ring one time too." She said, "One time." She said, "He shit his pants in the ring," and then I told her the story about the the rumble when when you shit your pants. Well, you were right there. I was I, in it. But, but you were there prior to me going out, and I was telling, I was like, "Hunter, I was like, I got to go to the bathroom," but we just didn't have time because, like, I went because I literally like my my number was coming up. It was for a rumble, and. uh I, I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Hunter and I were in the back, and I was like, I go to the bathroom, but we just didn't have enough time. And Hunter, you you went out like right after me. Yeah, and I was, uh, I, we were Final Four, and then Andy Andy hit a spine buster. Gave me a goddamn spine buster, <laughs> motherfucker. And, and then we're still going. And then I think me and you eliminated each other, and I just remember after we eliminated each other, I thought we were gonna like fight to the back or something like that. Mike Mike was not fighting to the back. Nah, Mike, cool. Mike immediately walked. <laughs> he was like, I'm done. Cool. <laughs> walked to the back. Yep. Yep. Fab, this is what you have to look forward to with wrestling to you know shit your pants. So feel free. Uh, speaking of uh, rumbles, yes. Speaking of rumbles, we got a want rumble coming up uh, this weekend on Sunday. So excited, Dom! I, I I I'm hoping that I will see you enter into this rumble. Me too. Um, I, I was talking, to, I was telling you and Adam uh, before we started recording. If I could have one match, if they said, if the, if the WWE came to me and said, "Hey, you can come join one match. That's all you're gonna get. That's all we're gonna give you," I'd be like, "Put me in the goddamn Rumble." That's that for some reason, man. I love the fucking Rumble. That's my favorite pay per view. I think it's the it's the most entertaining. Uh, yeah, man. So you might get a chance to be in the Rumble. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be really cool. I mean, I'd I'd love to be able to get in there and. There's just so much, so many guys in there, and so much talent that, like, I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to go pick a fight with someone and then get my ass beat, <laughs> or, or having, or just instantly get speared by Edge, you know. Dom, Dom gonna get that uh, Spike Dudley elimination, okay. you know, like the really dangerous one. Oh, the choke slam out. The Ugh. the gorilla. I'm not, I'm 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 waiting for uh, Strowman to gorilla press you, throw you into the Thunderdome. Uh, I mean, monitors. I'm not gonna say no, but <laughs> I mean, I I'm a trooper, dog. But I don't know that that'll be that'll be a scary hurt. one. And what did I tell you? What I tell, what was my advice to you if you if you go into the rumble? Stay hard campside. Yep. Stay in the front of the ring. Get your TV time. You know who I learned that from? His godfather, K Dog. Mm. One of six. One, one of six. six. Conan. I'm talking about Conan. Conan. Okay, if you go back to watching uh, Nitro back uh, during like the NWO years when he was a part of the NWO, so the Mike guys for the NWO was like Hogan, Nash, Hall, Bischoff. Nobody like nobody else really like it was more just like those were like the the core guys on the on the stick, right? Yeah. And I remember always seeing, Conan was always right there. You'd have Mean Gene, and then you'd have whoever was on the whoever for the NWO that was talking on the mic, and then you would have Conan right there dead center right next to like standing right behind him and i was listening to his uh podcast or something and he intentionally did that he said if i can't get the mic you're gonna at least fucking see me so it was always his plan to stand right there and i get you go back and watch those nitros he's right there right there getting his tv time hey man i get it now 
Mm -hmm. I get it now. And I remember always seeing him right there, standing behind people. It's sick. Conan. Fucking genius, man. Dude, he's so smart. How's he doing? He's doing good. He's uh he's uh staying quarantined because I mean he doesn't want to risk it, you know? He's yeah. he's uh he has like some underlining conditions, so like for him he doesn't it's it's not worth the risk. Mm. So how much uh has been has he been hitting you up a lot lately now that you've debuted and all that kind of stuff? Like watching matches have you been like reaching out to him being like, yo, watch this match. Yeah, well, I mean, he, because he, he does his podcast, so he has, he doesn't have to, but he does. Mm-hmm. He watches every show, and he hits me up. He'll he'll let me know if, um, like, if I'm doing good or, like, I, like when I did a commentary last week, and he'll give me my, my constructive criticism, and I'll, I mean, he's he's a brilliant in this business, so, I mean, I take his word as it is so mm-hmm. I try to do that and uh, same with Disco you know Disco's really smart and I, I listened to their feedback like he like a couple weeks ago he was saying that I, I, I walked out there looking like a little kid with like a je- <laughs> with like jeans and a t-shirt mm-hmm. he's like nah he's like you gotta look fly so like the next week I started dressing out like that pink polo I had that was mm-hmm. a Versace turtleneck so like and he was always talking about it so I like I take their I take their feedback and I, I try to apply it as best as I can. I forgot about that. We brought that up a few weeks ago. When you, after you wore it, gangster as fuck, dog. Appreciate it. Gangster got a reaction. Is, Randy Orton was tweeting about uh, it. Dude, yeah. you got you got to make noise like that. You get ribbed at all backstage? Uh, yeah. By uh, my uh, my uh, brother-in-law, Murphy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, it, he, motherfucker came up to me and he goes, he goes, you going to wear that? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're going to wear that out to TV? Because he knew he, he had a match that night. And I was like, yeah. He goes, well, he's like, you better change because I got a match. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want you looking like that. <laughs> I, was like, shut, I was like, shut up, dude. I was like, this is Versace. Yeah. He's like, what's that? <laughs> he's, I mean, he's Australian, so I don't blame him. Um, God, I was just going to say something real quick about that, too. But, yeah, I thought it was – I saw – I I don't know if I watched the episode, but I saw somebody uh, – Post like a. a I think I texted it to you after he. And I was, I was like, like, "Look at this shirt." I was like, "Good, make noise, dude. Make fucking noise any way you can." You know. Uh, by the way, oh yeah, so so the family got in on the storyline, mm. and I told you this. I was like, "Watch, <laughs> your sister is gonna is gonna get brought into the storyline. Vinnie mm-hmm. Mac is gonna see money. Mm-hmm. How'd that come about?" Um. So like, it came about like. How I came about, I kind of just like started traveling with my dad to help him out, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, we want Dom on TV." So my sister came out one day. So actually, after my debut, um, she was on the phone. I was talking to her, and uh, it was for the the twenty four that they did. Yeah, yeah. On on me and and Mandy and Sonia, and uh, they they loved that we were able to like because everyone was there except her. So they wanted to bring her in. So when me and my dad had a tag and we won, they were there. They just wanted a whole family thing. Yeah. So then all of a sudden it just turned into this whole thing where we're all beating the shit out of Murphy and then he's now accepted into the family and like <laughs> but I mean you jumped I, him in. Yeah, we you were ju- that, yeah, in. he was he was straight gangster. But yeah, I mean we kinda just rolled with it and I mean it was it was kinda fun. <laughs> like once Murphy joined the gang, like he it was like another player in there, just we were all having a blast. Yeah, and that, that, that's when it comes to like you know having like a faction or anything like that. It it really helps if you're with people that you mesh with. Yeah. Because I remember when I was up at WCWC, uh, I was part of a group called the Wrecking Crew, and it was myself, uh, a guy named the Grappler, but he was like the Grappler Three, um, 
and uh, a guy named Jeremy and the Bonus Boys. And I loved whenever we had to do like promos in the back together because we, we would just vibe off each other. Yeah. You know? And like it helps out. But, you know, then they changed the, the, the group a little bit and, then, and it was still cool. But that was like the group that I was like, we're, we're meshing good. Mm-hmm. But uh, eh, all things got to come to an end. We, we talked about it before outside of this, but uh, your mom. What does she think about being a part of it? I mean, mom, mama kind of just rolls with the punches as she is, well. She's a trooper, but she hate she she didn't she didn't want to do it anymore because she hates traveling. Yeah, yeah. she hated it. And that that west to east coast traveling mm-hmm. fun man. And that yeah. you're doing that like what weekly? Weekly. Yeah, dude. It's one thing if it's like you're going to like Phoenix for like a show, but yeah. like you're you know every week you're going to Orlando or Tampa. Yeah, it's an hour six hour flight, especially. With all the shit that was going on, yeah, yeah, man, quarantine, having to do tests, and wearing mm-hmm. a goddamn mask, dude. The mask, like, the flights are pretty awesome because, like, they're the, these flights are empty, mm-hmm. but you got to wear a mask on your face the whole time. And and I think the longest I had, I, my wife and I went to Chicago, so you had to wear a mask the whole time, and that's like what four or five hours flying all the way to Florida. That's like a little bit longer. Well, it's it's normally a five hour flight, but. They, there is no directs to Orlando and or Tampa. Really? Well, to Orlando, we would get some occasionally on Alaska, and it would be like a direct five-hour, and those were beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would dream of those. Like, But usually we would connect in either Dallas or Atlanta. Yeah, dude. Atlanta's the central hub. You got to go through Atlanta to get to heaven, mm-hmm. apparently. Oh, really? That's, that's what they always say because it's like one of the biggest airports in the world. Yeah, so. it's, it's a hub. Yeah. Did not know that. There was uh there was one time to get back uh, with your mom, being a part of the storyline. Uh, I remember one night we were watching and Meryl was happened to be watching it there with me. And I think it was the one where your mom like came out after they were like laying the, you know laying the wood to you out there, and <clears throat> she came out and she just looked, like super pissed off. And Meryl kind of looked at her and she said she is one pissed off. Hispanic woman. Was it was it <laughs> right the SummerSlam match? I think it was the SummerSlam match. It was the one where like she just walked out and you just see like in her face. Very good. I legit like I'm pretty sure she was legit pissed off. That was her, yeah. Yeah. And Meryl just kinda leaned over to me and she said, She looks really, really pissed off right now. <laughs> you uh you didn't get an easy uh int- introduction into the into the wrestling world, man. You got you got kendo sticked up. Yeah. Like multiple times. Thirty six to be exact. Damn. You know how many, t- you know how many kendo sticks I've taken? None. What? I got I got creative control over my career, dog. How many hugs from Vince McMahon have you gotten? Say it again. How many hugs from Vince McMahon have you gotten? None. I, I got a I got a I got a weird look from him one time. Okay. <laughs> Don, how w- many hugs at Vince McMahon have you gotten? Um that's a one for me. Actually, yeah. one that I remember. I'm sure there's there's a couple when I was a kid that I'm sure I hugged them, but that I remember as an adult one. By the way, uh so now that you've got some matches under your belt. Um, coming back through the curtain after your match, I've heard there's there's two Vinces. There's the Vince that'll just give you the thumbs up, and that's like, hey, you had a good match. And then there's a Vince that will drop his glasses and then wait and and and, and wave his finger like, hey, come on over here, I gotta talk to you. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, is that correct? I mean, I've I've <laughs> I've experienced both, I think. So the one the SummerSlam. The SummerSlam match I, after I came back, it was like everyone was clapping and stuff. So like, and that was an emotional night. But I think there was, I don't remember which match I had, but it was one where I was working Seth, or I think it was Murphy, and I just came out like my my entrance was very bland, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I walk I walk back in through through Gorilla and, and I see Johnny Ace and Johnny Ace was just like hey uh next week we we'll, we gotta work on your entrance and I was like okay cool and uh, I I like I knew it sucked like I did, <laughs> I didn't do shit do you and know the, you know what they don't teach you this shit in school really. no 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 I had no clue like it, it, I, it's something you gotta kind of like learn like on the fly yeah and it's a, and it's like out of your comfort zone too because you're not like. Like, I'm not out there going, like, you yeah. know, showboating and stuff. And, like, you know, Vince Vince didn't – he didn't have his glasses on, but he he kind of gave me – after every match, I go and say thank you no matter what. So I went over there, and he kind of just, like, like pulled me aside, and I sat down, and he's like, you need more fire in your in your entrance. And I was like, okay. I was like, I, I got to work on it. So then that's when I came I came here, and I asked Benny, and I asked uh, Gita, and we worked on it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. went back, and I, and I did a – I, I had a tag match with Umberto and then I practiced my entrance there too so worked out that's but the the crazy thing <laughs> is like you're very humble you're very you know you're you're, you're not like because uh, uh, how can I say it you're, uh, you're you're like a humble guy right you're not like um, I mean I like I, I try to be <laughs> which no it's a good thing it's a good thing so when you ask somebody who's kind of you know you're kind of a low key kind of person like even at the school here you're not like you know like Hey, look at me, look at me, right? You're kind of, hey, you're here to learn, right? Yeah. So um, when it's time to to walk out in front of a crowd, for the first time, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You're a deer in headlights. Like I'm scared to death. Yeah. 100%. And then um, you got to learn how to just kind of turn that off. And I always tell students, don't be afraid to be an asshole. And what that means is don't be like a, a real asshole. But when you're coming out of the curtain and you're like, yeah, let's go, come on, you're like, I feel like an asshole doing this, but it's like, yeah, but that's what the crowd came to see you do. Mm-hmm. You know, they came to see, they came to be entertained and guess what? You're on right now. Go fucking entertain the crowd. And you got to just kind of go out there and just start throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Hunter, you're, you're kind of saying where you're not like a, a, you know, a hyper guy or something like that. You're pretty mellow, uh, mellow dude. But now you got to hit the curtains and you got to be Hunter Freeman. Shit's real. When, when the music hits yeah it's funny yeah. like a lot, a lot of people pick it it's always like uh, you get that psych up music you uh-huh. know and that's legit like i think i was telling the guys this uh this weekend we were here i'm like you know when, when your music hits it should literally pump you up mm-hmm. and mine does like when my music hits and before i go out like i you know as i say i I'm, I'm hunter freeman but when i become hunter freeman the wrestler you turn yourself up to 11 and and that's what you should be you should be hyped up and you're that person until you walk back through that curtain, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yep. Um, and it's and it's rough. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. The, my debut match, I'm same way, dude. I deer in the fuck deer in the headlights. Don't, don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know, know what, what I, I do fucking, with my hands. I, I don't yeah. know what to do with my hands. Uh, do I go out? I, I think I think what I did was I went out and I raised my hand and I ran to the ring. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I think that's all I did. Scared to death, you know. But after a while, you know, after eight years doing this now, I finally have, like I think found my niche. What and I, and I still to this day don't again like me and Mike talk about it all the time we, we halfway don't know what the hell we're doing half the time but people know that when we go out to the when we go out well, when I go out to the ring I want people to be behind me Mike when he goes out to the ring he wants people to fucking hate him hell yeah yeah you know so that's what we try to hone when we are doing our interests you know what I mean same thing you guys agree Shaw Shaw yeah. tell me about your learning how to how to be uh, entertaining on your entrance so there's a reason why my first like year and a half I had a mask on because like I just was like I'd smile the whole time even though I was a bad guy so I was like well cover my mouth 
but when I started sw- transitioning to Sweet Robin Shaw, I was like, what can I just do the most obnoxious possible thing? And I'd always try to like mass- match whoever my opponent was. So like the first time I wrestled Hunter, I came out to Old Town Road and bought a tiny little glittery cowboy hat <laughs> just to be the most obnoxious prick possible. And it was helped me just like amp up myself and get me into character. And that's just like, like I said, it's yourself turned up and obnoxious asshole works for me. So yeah. Hey, sexy fab. Here's a kid. I'm not gonna lie to you. This kid honed his entrance before he even debuted. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I, I saw it. Did you? Oh, that's right. Yeah. You, yeah. You can, um, fab, you just debuted mm-hmm. what? Two months ago. Uh, October 30th. October. Okay. So a little while ago. Yeah. But you can't, I mean, you've already got a very good entrance. You, you know, your, uh, your character is Sexy Fab. Mm-hmm. So what do you think Sexy Fab does? I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm still just, like, throwing shit on the wall, seeing what sticks. But you know what? you sexy as a motherfucker. Thank you. That's Thank what you Sexy that. Fab does. If anybody says, what does Sexy Fab do? He goes, sexy as a motherfucker. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. But you come out. You got your dance going on. And actually, it's funny because uh, <laughs> it's very P.P. Ray-ish. And I don't think you intentionally did that. No. I, but, you know, I, you and I just had a match uh, this past Sunday. Yep. Uh, you can watch that on IWTV.com about next month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this kid looks like fucking Peter and Ray. Meshed together. Meshed together. <laughs> and it's great, man. It's great. Believe me, you, you started a lot better than me. I, I still don't even know how to do my goddamn entrance. I just walk out and I fucking yell. I mean, if you like see, an idiot. If you see my debut compared to like the entrances now it's a whole lot different because compared to my debut i couldn't even look at the camera like i just had my my eyes staring at the at the sky <laughs> and you could just see me skip at the ring pretty much the whole time that's how nervous i was that that night hey we were all there at one time dude all there at one time here's actually it's all here's here's the crazy thing you've never wrestled in front of actual fans no now you've Prior to debuting, you did runouts. Uh, you got involved with your dad match or your dad's matches, and that was in front of a crowd. Yeah. But since you've actually debuted, you haven't wrestled in front of like an actual like paying fans. Am I correct on that? Correct. That's weird. Yeah. And also, that doesn't help when you when you when your entrance because you don't get to feed off that vibe of yeah. the crowd. Honestly, I'm just ex- I'm excited because like I feel like a different version of me will come out when there's fans there and I feel mm-hmm. that different kind of energy mm-hmm. it's just gonna be a whole different thing because I'm already like like I can I can tell now like in my entrance that I just did on my match on Friday I still look awkward as fuck <laughs> like <laughs> like it they have I, I have the video on Twitter I liked it because I can just tell I stand I do my shit go side to side and then once I hit the middle I don't know what the fuck to do <laughs> yeah. so I'm standing there and I'm like I kind of bounce back and forth and then I shake my hands and then I start making my way down and then I, I realize that I'm still not doing shit so I take off my hood and I do, I'm figuring it out but like I'm 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 pretty excited to like have fans out there so I can like you know vibe off of them you know it'd be sick if just on the spot you're like I don't know what to do and you just fucking bust out the HBK pose oh, oh that'd man. be so <laughs> sick dude like It'd be good and then they're like in the back they're like what were you doing you're like I didn't know what else to do I, I froze that's what I thought about <laughs> actually you want to know what I started mind. doing I, I started lip singing my song to the camera that's there you I, go. It's fucking I didn't know what else to do so I was just like <laughs> here we but go the craziest thing is the first time you might wrestle in front of fans might be Wrestlemania that, that if that you're is in crazy. Wrestlemania if I am in Mania yeah 
So they uh, they're holding it in Tampa this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're by the way, Tampa having a fantastic, fantastic uh, beginning year. of 2021. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Tom Brady, what a what a guy. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. You guys, did you guys First watch any of the? Uh, what was that, Shaw? Greatest of all time. Shaw's a uh, Shaw's a Brady guy. John, Shaw's a Brady guy. And the Super Bowl this year is going to be the Bucks and the Chiefs in Tampa. In, in Tampa. Tampa. First in Tampa. time ever. Dude, I'm telling you, Tom Brady has to be the greatest quarterback of all time. My favorite meme online is a meme that just said Tom Brady literally just said went over to the teams like, "Hey, do you guys want to go to the Super Bowl?" Yeah, and okay. that was what that was what he did. That's crazy. He's like, "Yeah, let's go." This motherfucker, Tom Brady, has been to the Super Bowl ten times. He has like seventeen more playoff wins than like the next quarterback. He's thirty three playoff wins. That's amazing. That's amazing. The numbers don't lie, people. The numbers don't lie. And I. I say this because I know a lot of people are just like oh fuck Tom Brady you know there are all those people out there but you're right Mike you have to admit the dude is fucking good you're, you're witnessing greatness yeah, yeah you're watching good, history man. literally yeah. I gotta also think like I understand like the hate for Tom Brady is just cause he's fucking good mm-hmm. right like you don't hear anything bad about him like in his private life has there ever been there like, was a little bit of thing last year where there was a MAGA hat in his locker and people tried to and then this weekend, people tried to do the, something with them, but they not the, really. They it's, had the ball deflation thing too. Cover yeah, head, that's right? that's true. Yeah, the, that's right a whole here. Patriots thing. And yeah, the thing with his kids too. Where he, the kids? You didn't hear about that? everyone was like weirded out by him like still kissing his like kids in the mouth. I don't know how old, how old are the kids. I have no clue. It's kind of weird. Like at he a was certain like age, ten, I think. Yeah, he yeah. was like ten. But like a lot of people were going over the line saying that he was like making out with his son. But yeah, like it, that's that here. like that's ridiculous. That's yeah. your dad. My kid pissed on me earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that, is that over the line? I mean, your kid's also what three months old, two <laughs> months old. Oh, a little bit over a month. Yeah. See. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my niece, when she was a baby, uh, uh, my mom took my my niece and my nephew to SeaWorld. And I got pissed on in the yeah. uh, in the Arctic zone. Nice, yeah. really. Got pissed on. Yeah, I was holding my niece, and next thing you know, I'm just like, just piss all over my shirt, and I'm like, God damn it, dude! I had no change of shirt, so I just had to tough it out, man. It's baby piss. Yeah, it is, it what, is it what it is, is man. Yeah. But yeah, man, what else is going on? Is there any wrestling news going on? What's what's the big uh, what's the big news in wrestling, Adam? You're my, I think you're it's my, Sasha's birthday today. Uh, Sasha Banks. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. I'm sure she's listening right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the show. Sasha, please retweet. Please. I, I can't even think of what the big thing would be. You know, it was a huge thing on Twitter that, that obviously every day uh, in the Twitter world or in actually the wrestling world, there's got to be a new new controversy, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the thing with Taker about his, his Rogan appearance? Oh, that would probably be the biggest thing I would have said. We could I thought that was vi- very I, interesting. I haven't listened to it yet so i don't know i don't know what i what's the what's the deal so he he, uh he said something about how uh wrestling back in the day the locker room you had a bunch of badasses you had a bunch of guys with knives and guns in their bags it's true just tough motherfuckers this is true (laughs) and then nowadays the locker room you got guys like playing video games and he says like they're more worried about their look um and he said he preferred how how it used to be and i believe he's the term soft as well to well, describe the He said people. the product is soft. Is soft. Yeah. He didn't say the people in the back were soft. He said the product was yeah. soft. Now, look at the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Look at how the wrestling used to be back in the day. Compared to nowadays, the, the, the product, you know, it, it, it is a little bit, it is softer. But the thing is, mm-hmm. it's because it's cha- the, the business has changed. Vinnie Mac 
has investors. He's you know right. The the WWE is openly yeah. traded. Yeah. So he has to make sure investors are good, um, sponsorships are good, all that kind of stuff. You got to you got to run a tight ship. You know. Whereas back in the day, it was all Vinnie Mac. It was his money. If they if they if they lost viewers, if they lost attendance, it was all on him. It was his gamble. Um. I don't know. I, just, I thought it was very interesting that Taker got such a heat for just saying, like, hey, man, I prefer back in the day. Listen, uh, if you were to ask me, hey, would you rather go to high school nowadays or back when I was in high school? I say I, I loved high school back when I was a kid. Take me back to, the, to those days. Yeah, yeah you're never going to you're never going to look back and say, man, I wish I was doing that thing now. Like, you know, like just like with high school or with wrestling, like Taker preferred it the way it was when he was wrestling. Like, yeah, when he comes back, he probably doesn't feel as welcomed as he did back in the 90s you know what I mean well it's just also it's a different scene mm-hmm. yeah he didn't grow up he around video yeah, games yeah. and stuff like yeah. that by the way you guys gotta listen to his Joe Rogan podcast very good yeah I listened to it did you it's really good motherfucker to had to walk through fire to, to, to get a chance to be a wrestler he got like conned by like Buzz Sawyer <laughs> like he, he like he had to like took his dogs though took his dogs though took his dog he, he had to take out a loan for two grand Give it to Buzz Sawyer. To, Sold all this shit to do so. To train. Got stretched for a few months. Didn't learn any pro wrestling. Just got stretched. And boy, by, by the way, if anybody doesn't know who Buzz Sawyer is, Buzz Sawyer is a badass. Mm-hmm. Ca- capital letters. And uh, and then Buzz Sawyer faved him. Took off uh, without telling him, like, hey, you know, just Taker showed up one day and was like, <laughs> like, hey, Buzz. And Buzz wasn't there. So then he went and sat at... Uh, the Von Erich's office in Dallas for eight months every Wednesday, just trying to get a face to face to get on. Shit. Now, I'm gonna look around this room. Did anybody go through that much shit to become a professional wrestler? No. 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 I, I walked in. And I said, "Hi, I want to be a wrestler," and they said, "Cool, hundred dollars a month, and we'll teach you." Yep. That's it. That's it, man. You got to give it up to the mole cats. They went through hell to try and get in the business. <laughs> you know, like. Your dad, I'm sure, has seen some shit. Yeah. You know, like, even though, like, he was born into the business, I'm mm-hmm. sure he still had to pay some fucking dues. Oh, yeah. He, um, I'm pretty sure he told me that my uncle gave him his first chop when he was nine. And he started crying. <laughs> I would, too. He started crying, and then my uncle said, go sit down. He's not ready. And then my dad, like, kind of toughed it out. Sometimes I want to cry nowadays. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I take a chop. 100%. But. It, it was, um, you see a lot, like. When I was over in Japan, now uh-huh. that was that was pretty intense over there. Now it's, it's not like it's not like the New Japan dojo or anything like that where I was training at, but they were still very traditional in the way they trained over there. They they like they wouldn't say like shun me or anything like that when I started uh-huh. training there, but it was one of those where it was like you're gonna fucking you're gonna pay your dues. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna learn our way. Now I I agree that's rough. I couldn't imagine. Going through what Taker went through, one hundred percent. And have you guys seen? Uh, it's it's out there. The the uh, Paul Bearer documentary that's on the network. I have not. I haven't. It, it's really good. Um, but they talk about when they put Paul Bearer with the Undertaker when he first debuted under the mask. It was at, I think I think it was at the uh, Texas where the Von Erichs. Because he that. started with uh, Dude Love, right? Who's that? Taker. Brother Love. Brother Love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is before yeah, this is before that's Mick your Foley. boss, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> this is this is before he went to the Fed, but it was one of those where he w- was in his first match and Taker was under a mask. I think he was like he was some gimmick. I don't know. Just black black tight. Maybe the executioner or something. Like that. Yeah, but literally, uh, Paul Bearer went out there as Percy Pringle 
just went out there, got up on the apron, started massaging Taker's shoulders, and they're like, he told him, he said, "I'm with you tonight, kid." And that's when they first met, and it was just one of those, just like, I, I feel like Paul Bear helped out Taker a lot. Oh hell a yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, hell yeah. And that dude, and he says it in that documentary too, how much credit he gives for the Undertaker being so over. A lot of it goes to Paul Bear. Dude, you, know? you can't think about Undertaker without Paul Bear. You can't. Uh, like. They were they were peas and carrots. Yeah, you couldn't have picked two better people to to fit those roles. Mm-hmm. You know, God, Paul Bear was so good too, man. The guy could act his fucking ass off. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but he he lived the gimmick. He was a legit yeah. mortician, you know. Yeah. But talking about the podcast, talking about you know like how back in the day you had all the tough guys. You got like you said, think about the era that they're in. But you got to also think about think about all the roughnecks that were back there. I, you know, mentioned guys like Haku and Harley Race and and uh, all the, the you know Buzz Sawyer, Dick Slater, all those guys. Like, there's no way in hell you would be caught dead. Like, all those guys were back there playing cards, probably. Yeah. You know, I hear yeah, yeah playing poker, smoking or something cigars, like that. smoking cigars, and that's the difference that you see now. Having you know? an old fashioned. But like you, you go to you go to shows now, and you see guys who are like getting a full legit workout in before they go out and they hit the ring. Mm-hmm. Where probably back then in the day, you had guys in there that were playing poker, smoking cigars, drinking beers, and they're like, "All right, uh, you two are next. Go on ahead and go out there and call it in the ring. Call brother. it in the ring, you know." And What's that's the finish. Yeah, and that's the difference. These guys were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna go out there and just beat the hell out of one another and come back and finish our game," you know? Yeah. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. I actually know I I, I equate it to uh, remember elementary school. You had that game telephone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which if anybody doesn't know it, you know you start at one side of the class. You line the kids up. The first kid gets the message. He passes it along. Pass it along. Pass it along. And then hopefully by the last kid that you have the same message, but you won't. You know. I was the dickhead that always ruined it. Exactly. You always <laughs> had the one motherfucker. But. Uh, that's kind of how I equate. Like you know, you you hear this one statement from this you know th- almost three hour podcast, and it's like, hey man, you know times were different back then. A lot harder, you know, dudes in the back, guns, knives. Didn't say anything about using them. Just said like, yeah, there's probably guns and knives in the in the bags, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And then like immediately somebody goes, well, they all died of painkillers, and you you okay, vi- you know, you're an advocate for violence and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, he didn't say that. He just said it's a different scene. Well, that's wrestling news sites now. Like people have been looking for something to jump on him about because of the shirts he wears in his documentaries, the Blue Lives Matter shirts. Yeah. They've been looking for shit to get him on. So like he says one thing, and then like, oh, let's 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 take this and put this, and now everyone thinks that's what he said, unless yeah. you actually sit there and listen to it, and then you're like, oh. He didn't say that. I listened to, the, to damn near the whole podcast, and he never said. But how many people are actually going to take the time exactly. to actually sit down and listen, or they're just going to read the clickbait and go, "Yeah, that's what he said." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they don't like him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at the guy. The guy did it for th- over thirty years. Came up the hard way. You know, like give the guy a little bit of credit, man. You know, like I, I understand if you don't like his political views and all that kind of stuff. Like I get it, but I don't think he's actively out there like. Rubbing it in people's face. Exactly, yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, hey, listen, if you, you can have your political views, that's fine. Like, you know, whatever he believes on his personal time, that's his thing. I care about Taker in the ring, performance-wise, for 30-plus years, entertain the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. Yeah. Love the guy. He's one of the best. You talked to him in the back? Um, no, but I never, I never really got to see him mm-hmm. because uh, he was always in his locker room or – 
I just wouldn't be around. But yeah. when when my dad would say hi to him, I'd go and say hi to him, very casual. Yeah. But um, his wife, his wife Michelle, um, she was always really close to like my sister and stuff. Cause like, back in the day when Aaliyah would travel, she would, my dad would kind of just like throw her in the in the women's locker room, and Aaliyah would just hang out with all the, the I guess divas back then. Yep. Now now it'd be women's wrestlers. Yeah. But yeah, she would. So Michelle was like super close to all of us, and like, yeah, she's she's awesome. I love I love Taker too. Dude, the guy, incredible, incredible career, incredible yeah. career. Got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. The way I look at it, if anybody has a problem with it, talk to him. See how it turns out. Uh, That's all I gotta say. Uh, uh, <laughs> Just go and talk to him. <laughs> Let's. Uh, we had a lot of questions. We do. We got some questions. Hunter, put the word out. Put the bat signal out. I did. All of a sudden, questions come flooding in. Let's take some questions. So we're going to start with Hunter's questions, or I don't give a damn. Just right. start ripping okay, them out. Sure, sure. I'll start with ours. We can all we can all answer it. Yeah. There's some that are like for you, and then there's some oh, that sure, are really? like we can damn. all we can all chime in. Yeah, I'd be damn. All right, let's see. Let's go back. Damn. All right. So the first question is from Fow. He asks, "When was the last time you felt you had a new lease on life?" deep <laughs> yeah that's a that's a deep one um new lease uh tell you the truth and actually the, I, i've actually had this discussion with uh i forgot somebody recently who quit a job um it's scary quitting jobs you know like leaving a job on your own to go pursue something else right so uh when i first got into wrestling i was working at nordstrom and uh you know obviously this was that's retail time so I'm constantly working the weekends. I'm working night shifts and all that kind of stuff. I would get calls being like, hey, can you make this date? Hey, can you go do this? And I would have to, I'd have to cancel these you know, opportunities uh, because I had to work, right? And I was like, had all the benefits. I had good pay, all this stuff. It's a pretty solid company to be with. And uh, eventually I left um, just because at one point I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I just, you know, I'm not going to go any further with this company because I don't want to move up. Uh, so I left. And, you know, it took a couple of years to, to um, you know, get everything back on track. And actually now I'm doing better. You know, I, I work for myself. Um, I make my own schedule. And uh, I have more say on, on, on my time, right? Um, so it was scary, you know, to, to leave a good paying job and all that kind of stuff to, to go into the unknown. But you know what? When your back is up against the wall, that's when you find out what you're made of. Right, and it, 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 you take that across the board in any situation. Um, so yeah, that's about it, man. It's about me. How about you, Hunter? Uh, well, it was pretty crazy for me when I got out the Marine Corps. I was pretty much I didn't know what else what I was gonna do because they I wanted, said I, I stayed out here and I. It's, it's one of those things when you get out the Marine Corps. It's either okay, you can stay here, or we can move you back home. And I stayed here. I took a I took a freaking huge gamble. Stayed out here because I wanted to be a wrestler. Stayed out here, and uh, I was scared to death because I didn't have a job. I, you know, I, wrestling wasn't like kicking off for me. You know what I mean? It was. I was working like month to month. You know, like maybe every other weekend. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, like, like a lot of people know this. Like I came up to you, and I said, "Hey, like I just got out. I need a job." And you know, that I think that's one reason why me and Mike are so close. Is you know, Mike's wife. You know, she. Uh, she hooked me up with a job bouncing at a bar, and <clears throat> that was that really helped out a lot. <clears throat> but uh, I, you know, I've been I've been blessed 
to be able to stay out here in San Diego and to be able to train out here. And I, I think wholeheartedly, man, a new lease on life for me was, you know, when I, I, uh, made better decisions for my wrestling career. And another one is just, man, when, when PJ got, was born, dude, fucking life changer. Dad it, mode kicked in. Yeah. Dad mode kicked in. And it's just like, it, it wasn't one of those where it's like, uh, dad bod too. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, I've been doing DDP yoga dog. All right. Chill out. So it's one of those where you, you kind of have to you, I, I, one day I was sitting there and holding him not to get like too friggin like emotional about it or anything like that but I was sitting there holding him one day and I just was looking at him and I, it was just one of those where like something like a, a switch was flipped you know I'm just like I gotta make something happen in this wrestling you know because I, I want I want you to have a good life and I, I don't want you to think that your dad's a failure or anything like that and it was New Year's. If you guys see my Facebook, my Instagram, my tweets, different things like that, I legit tweeted out my manifestation for this year. And it was just, I I want to be a better father, a better husband, a better wrestler. I want to work for as many indie promotions as I can. I want to work for as many big companies as I can. I want to have take advantage of every opportunity that's given to me. And it all happened when little PJ was born. It's just like, I, I, wanted, I want to make everything possible for him for me for my whole family so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good how about you Shaw uh I actually have a really good answer for new lease on life uh so five years ago I had the uh, gastric sleeve surgery okay uh so prior now that's the that's the the stomach stapling kind of thing right yeah, the weight okay. loss surgery uh prior to that oh uh prior to that I was uh 450 pounds and I could barely walk down the street <laughs> damn <laughs> um yeah, no, when I see old pictures, I, I still don't believe it. Um, so after I had the surgery, after like a year or two, I, I got down to about 290, which is still, I mean, still big, but like going from not being able to walk down, to walk a block to now I'm a professional wrestler. Like, hell yeah. That is the most like eye opening. Like, I still kind of get flashbacks and like I have a totally different perspective on life than I think a lot of other people because I, I literally was like, I hate to use that word, but like I was like crippled. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's that- a completely different. 450 pounds is a lot of weight to be carrying around, man. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah. And I, so I, I've, I've heard you mentioned about the surgery. I never mm-hmm. really asked you about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you kind of like hinted and I was like, oh, okay, I think he's talking about the, the you yeah. know, the, the gastric bypass, whatever the, you know, mm-hmm. the thing was. And to the, think about the bypass that, is the, the more excessive one. I got the, like the middle one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but hearing about like you were 450 at one time mm-hmm. and then like seeing you in the ring now, mm-hmm. I'm like, holy fuck, man. That's a, that's a serious, like, story like you know Mm -hmm. that's that's nuts dude i wouldn't have believed you (laughs) i can show you pictures it's it's not good uh literally i was talking about it last week uh when i went to wrestlemania 31 it was i got the surgery like six months after that and we parked maybe like four or five blocks away and it took me like an hour just to get to my seat because i had to stop so much because i kept just like dying so yeah it's a Totally different world. Can I ask you a question real fast? So you got the surgery done. Mm-hmm. What was was there a certain point where you're like, I got I got to do this? Um, so I had I've been thinking about it pretty much since I turned 18 when it became an option, basically. Uh-huh. Um, but I, when I was 18, I wasn't that heavy yet. I was actually probably about the same weight I am now. Um, and then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, and my mom was the one that kept pushing for it. She's like, you should do this while you still have my insurance. <laughs> Um, and I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Um, and then one day I used to go to Disneyland with my ex-girlfriend all the time 
and tried to go on Space Mountain, and I didn't fit. Oh, wow. And that was like, okay, that was the eye-opener. All right, it's time to do this, you know? Not to mention, I mean, walking around Disneyland at 450 pounds was a nightmare in and of itself. But like the, I always say that like that was the turning point of like, all right, I'm gonna go to my doc, go to my doctor, and then get the surgery referral. And then it took about a year of like paperwork and appointments. I had to get an EKG. I had to get an ultrasound on my legs. Like there's a lot of weird stuff, a psychological evaluation, like all that stuff, just to make sure that I was like mentally prepared to do it. Damn, I didn't know all that wouldn't do it. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, so I actually had it easier than a lot of other people. I know a lot of other people had to take like a class for like six months uh, because they don't want the, the insurance company doesn't want you to get the surgery and then gain it all back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I gained quite a bit of it back, unfortunately, but I'm still I'm still way better than I was. You know, that's good to hear, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I will say this and Mike will agree with me on this for you to come as far as you have from from that. And you said it the other day. I would work with you any day of the week, twice on Sunday. There you go in the ring. One hundred percent. So you should be one hundred percent proud of yourself, dude. Yeah, I wish I could work with you. I mean, I could train with you. <laughs> well, and I mean, maybe one day, probably not. I'd have to do. I'd have to do a lot more shoulders. I, I literally was just saying it in track training today. I'm like, I would just need to like inject steroids into my shoulders and just lift weights a bunch, and then and then suddenly I'll turn into Otis, and then maybe they'll sign me. There you go. Maybe. There you go. Fab, tell me, man, you got any uh, new leases on life? Anything like that? Changing anything? Change your life? Probably just my journey to get to wrestling. That's cool. I've, it's kind of a, it's an emotional story, actually. Go ahead. Hit so, me with it. Not a lot of people know know the real me, just because I, I keep quiet. So only close personal friends really know like my situation. So back in 2018, my little cousin, she actually went to Eastlake High School. And she graduated in June, like maybe a month later, we get the call that she was killed in a hit and run. Ugh. So just it's different when you have to experience it mm-hmm. rather than seeing it in the news, you know. Seeing it in the news is just like, you know, you feel sorry, but then once it happens to you, it's like, holy shit, like you're never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like after that happened, I was working two jobs. I was working at a warehouse called Pole Tarps in El Cajon, and I was also doing ballet, which I still do. And I just wasn't happy. So, and there was like some situation with um, a worker at the warehouse where I just needed to needed to leave before I did something stupid to him. Mm-hmm. So, and I was working with my dad. I told him like, "Hey, I gotta I gotta leave because I can't I can't deal with this bullshit anymore." So, I left that job, started working more hours at the at the valet job. And one morning, like in 2019, I think like in March, driving back home in the morning and I just I just talk to myself I'm telling myself like what are you gonna do like you can't just work ballet for the rest of your life so just that story of what happened to my cousin and me not finding a way in life just it clicked in my head that if she couldn't live her life you know to the fullest what's stopping me mm-hmm. you know I, w- I wasn't as big as Robin Shaw but I was still pretty pretty heavy Pretty hefty. I remember when you first walked into the doors. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, it literally took me like maybe a week or two to get my first front roll. Dude, I, yeah, I'm telling you, uh, Fab is these uh, one of these success stories of Level Up Pro Wrestling School because there was times when a lot of us here, the trainers, we were just like, all right, Fab's going to take some work. But you know what? 
dude put in the work. I yeah. will give you that. Hell yeah. You kept showing back up. Yes. And you'd be surprised how many people don't. People that were more athletic than you, mm-hmm. more naturally gifted mm-hmm. than you, uh, they stopped showing up. Yep. Yeah, I've seen them come and go with my own eyes. And that's yep. that's the story of wrestling schools, man. That's, that's the it. story. I, I tell this story, right? I tell this to, to kids all the time in, in the in the group setting of a school. Some of you ain't gonna be here next month. Yep. Some of you ain't gonna be here in three months. Some of you ain't gonna be here in six months. Mm-hmm. And it's not to be a dick. That's it's just truth. it's just to say, some of you ain't gonna be here. Some of you are though. Some of you, you know, you'd be surprised how many people come through the school and they slowly start to vanish, but yet there's the there's the few that consistently show up. Mm-hmm. And though, you know, those are the people that I respect. You know, the cats that come in naturally gifted, it's like, okay, cool. That's cool, man. Like, good for you. You know, you're doing well and all that kind of stuff. But them cats that don't have that natural gift, that athleticism, they come in and they gotta work their fucking asses off. Yep. They get huge, huge respect from me. Yeah, um, I knew I knew the drive home when I was thinking to myself. I knew like if I made the decision, I knew I'd have to work twice as hard mm-hmm. as the next guy that's in there. So if it wasn't for for that and the support of my family, I think I would have quit like first day, honestly, because those that first day just really, really okay. killed me. I, I, I remember the first day. <laughs> they were they they your family was at your debut. They were they were very very supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it was when you hit the curtain. I mean, my God, I think all La Mesa heard your family. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I remember, I, I never really asked you about it uh, or anything like that, but uh, I remember you had on your wrist tape. Was that your... Yeah, that uh, was a, a tribute to my little cousin. Your little cousin? That's okay. awesome. That's cool, man. That's cool. That's really cool. You'd be surprised how many people are scared to pursue their dreams. Yeah, 100%. A lot of people are scared to do that. And I, I've, ta- I've talked to a lot of people that, like, you know, they hear about me wrestling and they go, oh, man, I, I've always wanted to do this, you know, mm-hmm. something in the entertainment business or, you know, music or anything like that. And I go, you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. You got to go for it. If you don't, you'll 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 you never will. You just wanted one match. I just wanted one match. I, I just needed an escape from what I was dealing with at the time. Yeah, that was it. It's it. It, does, it doesn't have to be a huge dream like, oh, I want to be WWE champion. It just means all you have to, all you need to drive you is one goal. And it could be as simple as I just want to do one match. Yeah, that was my main goal when I first walked in. I was like, I just need one match. That's there you it. go. I need to prove people wrong. You're doing good, kid. You're doing good. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. How about you, Dom? What about you, man? Any, any life changing experiences, new lease on life, anything like that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess when it when it all started, because I, I fucking hated school. Yeah, I, mean, I love. I don't know. Everybody hates. I school. love. <laughs> I love the school environment. I hated the school work. Exactly. You love partying in school. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't blame you. You know who doesn't? But like, I. So I always like had in the back of my mind that I wanted to try wrestling, but like my high school didn't like have wrestling, so I never really. Oh, you talking about like uh, okay, like the high school team didn't have a. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, we had we had like the main sports like soccer, football, basketball, volleyball. You went to a Catholic school, right? Uh, Christian school. Yeah. Christian school. Oh, okay. Close yeah, enough. Same thing. Religious. But I'm sorry, not the same thing. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, Whatever. We'll edit and post. Yeah. We'll edit <laughs> and post. Oh man, that's gonna get me heat. But um, yeah. So like. I, we didn't have any we didn't have like wrestling or something <laughs> or anything like that so like I kind of just like played football and soccer and bullshit around but like when I got to college I told my dad I was like I want to try it out so that's when I that's when I first came to I forgot what it was even called I think it was like it's ground zero oh it's uh, level up what was Benny's oh, okay I don't even know what it was called and me either forget it but anyways I started training there for like six months and then I, I hurt my back 
And then I once I hurt my back, I was out. I well made an excuse that I was out for about maybe a year. So I stopped training for like a year, maybe ten months or so. And then I got, I got so big, I gained all this weight. I pushed like two sixty. And then I moved. That's when I moved to Tampa, Florida. Trained with Jay Lethal. Had a had a fucking nine to five working for Nutrition Solutions. Worked my ass off to lose all the weight. Came home for two months and then went back out to Calgary. First day in Calgary, it was god awful. <laughs> not not because not because like the training the training was amazing, but like the fucking I wasn't used to like all this snow. It was so fucking cold. Yeah, the that's eleva- different. The Great elevation stuff. was ass. Like the f- and and Lance, when you first start there, I was two weeks late already. So, I had to ca- I had all this catching up to do. So they were like, everyone was so used to this circuit that Lance does before we even like go in and bump. It's like a conditioning circuit. I fucking, I was dead first push-ups. Like I couldn't. I I was dragging my ass like yeah. all around. Got home and I fucking I was like this sucks, <laughs> and I and I couldn't go home because I was in another country. Yeah. So like and I couldn't like, all I did took a fucking hot shower, showered myself after with some Tiger Bomb, and then I went to bed and did it all over the next day. Oh yeah. It, hey man, when you gotta power through it, you know, like you gotta tough it out. It feels a lot better on the other side, man. Mm-hmm. You know. So, Adam. Yes. What's that? We got any, you want you, you, you want to talk about your lease on life? No, I can't even answer that. No, question. no, no. <laughs> I, my life is so fucking boring. I have nothing. <laughs> All right, next question. Here we go. All right, I don't know. if This is some kind of inside joke, but I'm going to read it. It's from SoCal Crazy on Instagram. I would love to know if you both owned Mogwise. I believe that's Gremlins. It's a Gremlin thing. Would you feed them after midnight? Of course I would. And then he just puts snakes in all caps. Uh, SoCal Crazy is my lucha trainer. Yes. Uh, Hunter also it's his lucha trainer. Uh, I believe the Magwas. I think that's from Gremlins. Would I feed him after midnight? Sure. Let's party. Let's have some fun. Um, snakes. I think that's a rib on me because he knows I'm petrified of I'm petrified of snakes. Really? I'm scared to death of them. And my favorite know. wrestler is Jake Snake Roberts. I didn't know that. Good right? to know. Petri- petrified of snakes. One hundred percent. Yeah, man. I grew up in Ramona, and there was a bunch of rattlesnakes everywhere. I yeah. fucking hate snakes. Yeah, damn that. Damn that. What if what if I told you you could have an AEW trial, but you had to have a snake thrown at the end? I'd probably do it, but I would <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate it. That's, that's, you know what? Hey, shout out to SoCal Crazy. 100%. Good dude. Yeah, actually, I, I, I've been messaged with him. I want to try and get him in here on Thursday nights to help train uh, Lucha. Be cool. Because he is very good at, at – he's a very good trainer of, yeah. of, of Lucha. And if I'd like to get him in here. If you could do Wednesdays. If you so do Wednesday, so I so I could come. That'd be. <laughs> Have you ever met him before? I don't think so. That's you, why. Uh, your pops wrestled him. Really? It was uh, an anniversary show, SoCal Pro's anniversary show, ten year anniversary. It was Romero and your dad. Yeah, yeah. Rocky, Ro- Romero, Rocky and Romero and Ray versus Cholo and uh, SoCal Crazy. Was it out in Oceanside? Oh no, that's not. It the was one. Oceanside. No, I was on the card. Oh, I, I was too. I was on as well. <laughs> I was in tag I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember. Uh, Me and your dad hit it off. I think I said like I'm joking. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I might have like shook his hand as he was walking through the room. I, I fist bumped him on his way back to the private room, and then I fist, fist bumped him on the way out to the ring, and then I fist bumped him on the way back from the cur- from the ring. That's, that's about it. it. That's, about, that's about all we got out of him. That's that's it, I, I remember. I think I fist bumped him on his way to the ring, and that was about it. I pretty much let him have his quiet guy. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, for yeah, him. He, he, to himself. He, he's working, man. He's working. But that's pretty cool. You, you would, you would like a. Uh, you like SoCal crazy. He's he's Lu- a good dude. Lucha training, man, man, kicks your fucking ass, dude. <laughs> That's how I started. Ugh. I didn't even bump for the first three months. Kicks your ass. It's uh it's very fun though. Once you once you get the hang of it a little bit, you know, it starts to become a lot of fun. But it's it'll kick your dick in. I remember when people used to no show his days in when at New Wave, when he trained at New Wave. People would like come every day and that was the one day they wouldn't come and it was like, Oh, I, was, I had work. Well like, with Oh, really? With with yeah, one day. With SoCal Crazy, you knew his night He's gonna blow of you training, up. He was gonna blow you up. Yeah. He's a big cardio guy and Lucha just in general blows you up. Yeah. So you're gonna be sucking wind. And yeah, a lot of people don't like it. I mean, I used to show up to his classes, it's fun. You know, he's he's a great trainer, man. He's very mellow. You know he's not gonna yell at you or do make you do anything stupid. He's 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 a great guy, man. I love I love SoCal crazy. Shout out SoCal. SoCal. Yeah. All right, the next one is also on Instagram. It's the big guy eighty seven. I think this is really only a question for Mike. Uh, in this year that you have done the podcast, what episode has been your favorite to record and why? Second question: Who has been your favorite guest and why? You better say me, you asshole. He- Real. You as a guest? If you don't well, say I, me, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm now. saying, oh, wait, but you weren't technically a guest when you were on. Well, I was on the first episode. Yeah, but you were you weren't really a guest. You were more kind of like part of the podcast. I'm like half a half a hog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this: our most our most listened to episodes uh, are Dom's. Thanks. So guys. you're over. Appreciate that. You're over and Benny's. Damn it. Uh, Benny's is a lot. Of people listen to that one too. Benny's has, Benny has a good good uh, good amount of listens. My f- tell you the truth, one of the best guests is uh, Yuma. Yuma was so good, we had to bring him back on. Yeah. He had so many stories. I was there for that. And the great thing about Yuma is Yuma's not afraid to be the butt of the joke. <laughs> you know, like so he's he's down to make fun of himself, which makes it even greater to have him on because he's he's down to tell the stories that other people would probably be shy to talk about. Yeah. He was like, nah, fuck that. I shit my pants in the ring too. <laughs> um, but Yuma, Yuma, I, I think was my two of my favorite episodes. Um, who would I like to have on the future? Actually, um, I, I, I had an idea to get D on, uh, for, for a show, but unfortunately COVID whipped out his fat cock and said, suck it. <laughs> um, and so that didn't happen. Uh, actually, I hit you up and you didn't respond to me. I want to get Sisterio on this. When? A while ago. It was on your Twitter. Dude, I yeah. I've you got a lot of psychos on there. No, I barely. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I, I want to get Sisterio on here. Yeah, I'll let her know. And by the way, Sisterio is a Aliyah, 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 his sister. Because I think it'd be funny, like interesting. She yeah. she hasn't done. A I don't podcast. think she's ever done anything. And I think she would be not, interested. I think she'd ask you how what's she gonna get out of it. Oh, I got to pay her like 25 bucks? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> nah, I'll, t- I'll talk to her, though. I'll put in a word. I think it would just be funny because I'm sure people are kind of like, would like to know, like, hey, how did you get into this wrestling stuff? I, yeah. We know you're, you were born into it, but how did they get you to, to be part of the uh, – because she, she had a huge, huge role these yeah. past few months. Yeah, she did. Um, she, so I think that would be kind she of slapped fun. me, too. So. <laughs> she slapped That's you. That's right. She yeah. went upside your head. Yeah. Did, did, you, uh, did you get a receipt in the back? No, I told her though. I was like, I was like, if you, uh, I was like, that was your one and only chance. I was like, so. Um, <laughs> you ever hit me like that? Again? I was like, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and actually, uh, uh, somebody that I want on the on the show that I've been trying to for a while was uh, is Bobby Quants. Uh, Bobby. For people that don't know who Bobby Quants is, Bobby Quants is the greatest wrestler known to mankind. Um, he hasn't wrestled in probably over. 12, 15 years. Dude, so speaking of his name, I watched 
a match, tag match, and it involved B-Boy. I and, saw this match. And it was Bobby Quantz, B-Boy. I want to say maybe Super Dragon was Dragon. involved in it. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ is all I have to say. Dude. Bobby Quantz, when he was younger, is the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Yeah. The guy can technically wrestle. He can do all the flips, all the high spots. And I've been in the ring with him. Uh, he's come to training multiple times. Uh, you get in the ring with him and you go, I, I shouldn't be a wrestler. I'll never be this good. I don't deserve to be in here with this guy. He's he's too good. And he's the most like mellow guy. He's the nicest guy in the world. Hasn't had a match, like I said, in over like 12 years. Mm-hmm. But he gets in the ring and he kills it. He'll just be like, oh, let's just, let's just have fun. And next thing you know, he's just doing everything perfect. Technically perfect. He's amazing, man. Back in the day, he had almost no sh- no chance of getting signed because he's a smaller guy. Back in the day, it was, all, it, was, it was the land of the Giants. Nowadays, his ass would be signed to the biggest promotions. They put the belt on him. And, uh, and yeah, it's just timing. Timing, unfortunately. But he's amazing. I, I suggest anybody go look, at it, look him up on YouTube. You're talking about great wrestling. A great wrestler. And him, yeah, I've watched that match before. Yeah. Him and Benny... Smooth as hell, man. It's amazing to watch them work together. And, and you know, I, I I tell this to, to Benny a lot, and these guys all know, man, uh, I wish he was here tonight, but as, for all the people that, that Benny B-Boy has wrestled, you know, it's like, damn. You know, like oh, he's got the, he's got a, a list. A li- and you think about where you know, like where these guys are at now, and you just like, you know, he's right up there, right up there with them too. And mm-hmm. I bet if you were to ask, if you were to ask these people, you know, like you ask John Moxley, you ask AJ Styles, you, they would Samoa Joe, you ask these guys, they would be like, when I wrestled B Boy, that was legit, probably one of the funnest matches I've ever had. And probably, probably Bobby the same way. Dude. On on Friday, last Friday, um, B Boy <clears throat> Benny texted me B Boy, and uh, he told me um. Uh, that he's known Adam Pierce for mm-hmm. like twenty something years. Scrap iron. So I uh when I when uh I went I was there on Friday, I saw Adam and he like came up to me and he was like, Hey, I didn't know you trained with B Boy and he's like, Yeah man, he's like I've known B Boy for like twenty something years. He's like super cool dude. He's like su- he's like he put him over big time. And then I told Benny about it and he's like, Did he bury me? I was like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I was like, No, I was like he said that you guys are like this like awesome. So yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, man. I think that's so. I would. I want to have Bobby on. I'd love to have Julius, aka Judas, on eventually. Oh, yeah. Shout uh, out to Judas, just because he's our friend. I can, you know, I watched him come up in the wrestling business. It was good seeing him the other day. It was. Yeah, it was, I was. I was so surprised to see him. He yeah. showed up for one of our tapings, and uh, I hadn't seen him since. Well, I, I, I Remember we took that group that group photo? At, oh yeah, after that's the last time I saw him yeah. prior to uh, seeing him a couple weeks ago. I kind of drug him over here. So Good. his 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 wife and my wife are like close friends, and they came over to the house, and we were doing the taping that day. And I was like, I'm I'm abducting Julius. Good, <laughs> Judas. Man. I'm abducting him. He's he's going to watch wrestling. I'm glad you did because COVID legit like kicked his butt. I'm not gonna put the guy's business out there, but you know, I told him, I said, you need to go watch wrestling today. So. There you I go. hope it kind of lit up. If you're listening to this, I hope it lit a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, but can we get K-Dog on one day, you think? I mean. After COVID? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you just tell me about the LWO and the NWO <laughs> and everything? Was it cool? Was it Did you remember? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when you would just stand behind whoever was on the mic? <laughs> Sick. He'll either, he'll either say yes or he'll say 
Sign up for my Patreon. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, One thou wow. One thou wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, uh, this question is for uh, Hunter Freeman. Hunter Freeman. I don't know why I blanked his fucking name right at there. me like everybody can see it. <laughs> no, no, I literally forgot your name for a Whoa. second. I don't know why that happened. It's okay. You're I'm not losing over. my mind. I'm not over. All right, this is from SoCal Gabe. Uh, congratulations on one year of the podcast. Looking forward to many more episodes to come. If it isn't already talked about before getting listener questions, wanted to ask Hunter about his can approach street fights. Whose idea were they? Was this an ask for permission or ask for forgiveness scenario? If Hunter has any more street fights in him, is there anyone he wants to have a street fight with? If Hunter could handpick a contender for the ground zero heavyweight championship, who deserves a shot? It's a lot. I know I'm sure not the only one who's who's missed Hunter's hot takes. So if anybody, if anybody needs to be caught up to date, uh, Hunter's a hardcore guy now. Shut up, dude. He does hardcore matches. <laughs> he did one with my godfather. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm going to talk about that. Two of, two of six. Two of six. Yeah. Two of six? Because we already mentioned one. Ah, yeah, yeah. There you Forget go. You got six. There yeah. you go. There you go. All right. Go ahead. Answer the question. Uh, all right. What was you question one? Re- I can go yeah. back yeah. through all of them. Just I, I got of. bad memory. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So the first one he asked is, whose idea were the street fights? Uh, well, I mean, they're technically the promoters. I mean, it's just me just agreeing to them. You know, um, the Canapro shows is are ran here in La Mesa and the, the promoters over me. I, you know, I guess he sees like the whole brawler type deal with me and I don't mind getting in a fight. I don't mind getting hit with shit. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, I don't care. <laughs> uh, is there anyone that you'd like to have a street fight with that you haven't yet? Um, well, d- talking about the last street fights I had, so I've, I've literally only had two. So uh, the first one was against Eli Everfly, and uh, you know he's one of those where he don't he don't give a fuck, you know. And I'm the same way. I don't get, I, once I'm in it, I don't give a fuck. And me and him definitely had like very good chemistry with one another, feeding off one another. And who uh, went over? What's that? Who went over? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Eli went over. Eli went over. Okay. I mean, he's, he's a champ for Canada Pro now. Hey, so, yeah. You didn't book this shit. I didn't. But uh, he's definitely one of those where, and, and that's the thing with like, not hardcore matches, death matches, whatever. Michael probably never be in one. I got hit by a chair once. Yeah, a chair. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those where, it's one of those where you, you go into it and, you, and it's like, this is, this is going to suck. This is 100%. Like, my head's going to hurt after this. My body's going to hurt after this. I'm going to be pulling thumbtacks out of my back, my ass. Wow. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, but it's one of those where, like, at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun with Eli. And then after that, I had the the uh, street fight, the death match with Damien. And, you know, we that old man beat the hell out of me 100 i like to think i got my shots in too but he legit beat the hell out of me 100 <laughs> but what the, the coolest thing was i mean again we we hit each other with chairs trash cans kendo sticks light tubes you know anything and everything and uh, a pizza slicer cut me open you know i was bleeding everywhere you know he was bleeding everywhere but the coolest thing was was after the match i went over but afterwards, people started throwing money in the ring. That has never happened to me before in a match. And really? Never happened to me. That's and, awesome. And people started throwing money in the ring and showing respect to us. And uh, Dom, correct me, Fab, Lucha Extreme. Lucha Extrema. Extrema. Yeah, that. 
They Lucha were yelling extrema. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were yelling that to us, and it got me, like, super pumped up. And standing in the middle of the ring with Damien, who, my God, is known for this. You know, he's. I, I told Meryl to make her feel better. He's he's basically the Mexican Mick Foley is pretty much what I said. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty much known as the Mexican Mick Foley. And, yeah, and I – and she was cool with it because she trusted him. She knew he wasn't going to take privileges or he was going to take care of me out there. And, you know, afterwards when people were throwing money in the ring and it, it felt good. I mean, we got a shit ton of money that night from people throwing it in there. And we came back to the back and, you know, not to, like, kill the business or anything like that, but he came up to me, asked me, he said, uh, he said, "Damn!" He said, "That was that was good." What was the what was the story? I knew you were gonna ask yes. me, and I fucking forgot. No, 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 no. It was it was Sun Bestia and uh, Mecha Wolf were right there, and he had the money. He had the bucket full of money, and it was crazy because oh, what you know, like it's before like once you go out, you you know you try to like talk about your match, and then, but there's the death matches. There's no talking. There's like okay, there's the finish. Yep. You know that's that's the way it was with him. We didn't talk about anything, and so <laughs> we. I was legit nervous, and he could kind of tell I was nervous, and I think, like, Bestia and, and Mecha Wolf were kind of, like, at ribbing him and stuff like that. Like, you, you know, you're going to go out there and have a bad match, blah, 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 and he came back with that bucket full of money. I think he tossed it down on the ground, and he's like... That's what it was. What did he say? Okay, he fucking... He came back with the thing full of money. He tossed it He tossed it on the ground, he goes, God damn it, when do I ever give a bad match? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he came up, and he came up to me after he did that, and he hugged me, and he said, good job. He said, damn good job. That's so, great. Man, I was like, I was sore as shit, but, man, it was worth it, dude. I got to go dumb. Do you, does any part of you go, God, I, I kind of like to experience what the indies are, like, are all about. Well, I originally thought that's what I was going to do. Oh, yeah? So, I, I mean, I had my plan set on... You know, we I was I was uh I was already booked for my first for my debut in um South Africa. What? Yeah. God damn know, kid. I don't, I don't even know if I like but that's that's what was told until other things started coming about and opportunities presented themselves and you know, I I got the ball and ran with it. Yeah. Mm. But, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean I I would have personally have loved to get that like I don't know how it would have been. But I would have definitely have loved to have done some indie shows here and there, and like definitely get some experience because that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And but like you know, things things happen. Yeah. Know. Well, the indies are fun because obviously you have a lot more control, you know, like over what you do creative wise mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But hey, man, I think you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the rest of the question? Uh, the last like part of the question questions. was if you could handpick a contender for the Ground Zero Championship, who deserves a shot? I I'd think love to beat for, your ass. I think it was one for death matches too. <laughs> I will say this: I I I know it, if anybody hears it, this is I have two dream opponents. I want to wrestle Mance Warner. Okay, he would be street fight, death match, whatever. And uh, I have a lot of respect for him. On a, on a fight and wrestling, whatever. And then that could be either Ground Zero, Counter Pro, wherever. I don't care. And either or for him or Nick Gage. Okay. One of the two. Uh, you know, I, I watched Nick Gage at a Game Changer Wrestling show one time, and then I looked up who he was. Dude is known for death matches, but dude can also dude can also go, too. Yep. Dude can also work, too. And, you know, uh, B-Boy knows him very well known in the CZW world 
you know, it's one of those where I'm going to say it now. I'm going to put it in fruition, manifest it, whatever. If if it's, if it's anybody's out there listening and want to see it happen, hey, Mance Warner versus Hunter Freeman or Mance Warner versus Nick Gage, I don't, you know, hey, let it happen. Yeah, it'd be cool. There you go. That's two, two good names. Yeah, good man. Names. That, it, it would be cool, man. You know, it was – I'm sure they would beat the hell out of me, but – you know, hey, I'm hey, not. I'm not. Got, gonna, you got two hands yourself, brother. Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking back down. You know, I'm not. There you go. <laughs> Speaking so. of GCW, ah, yes, uh, that's on this weekend, right? Uh, it starts January 29th and ends on January 30th. We're huh? talking about the GCW Fight Forever, and uh, the Hogsman Pod is an official sponsor. Nice. Yeah, that's Shit. awesome. So listen, Fuck hopefully yeah. they uh, put hopefully you. Over. We get something out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. A few more followers, whatever. The only other part of the question that I didn't ask was, was this an ask for permission or ask for forgiveness scenario? Uh, you know ask, what that means? Uh, yeah, it was ask for forgiveness, 100%. Yeah. Which means you didn't smarten up the wife before. Oh, 100%. Good man, it's a worker. Yeah. All right. Hey, did you, does, does, does Pops ever got to smarten up moms? Um. Or, like, at least, like, uh, give her, like, hey. I don't know. She still kind of buys in sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. she's very she's very gullible. So, like. My so for example, when I got kendo sticked, she she still to this day has not seen that. Oh really? <laughs> right? She still hasn't seen it. And every time she like looks at the pictures or like when she FaceTimed me, she cried. Damn. Yeah. So and then when I got my ass beat by Brock and I got stretchered out, my mom freaked instantly. She called my dad. She like she yelled at us for not letting her know that we were okay. Damn. So like she's still kind of like you know she wants to make sure that that you know I'm I'm good and that pops is good too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're probably always gonna like work the mom right because like she cares like she sees you out there getting beat up. Yeah, but she's a Latina mom, so uh, like it's you know it happens with she's extra emotional. No, it happens with southern southern moms too because when Mike superplex me off the top rope, you hear my mom in the background going, "Don't do that shit." <laughs> you know, be sick. You know, be sick in your debut match when your mom walked out. And she just had like the was it the chancla? Is that oh what? yeah, oh, she, yeah. Just, she just had the chancla in hand, like ready to fucking go. I would have been like, "Fuck yeah!" Or like, she took the earrings out. That's what yeah. Meryl said. Meryl said all she's missing is earrings there to take out go. right now. That would that would have taken that storyline to the next level. Exactly. Throw hands with Seth. Let uh let the uh, let whoever needs to hires over at WWE if they need creative, hit me up. <laughs> Any writers? I'm like, yeah. you know what this match needs is the chancla thing. What is that? What is it? Is that right? Chunkla? Chunkla. Chunkla, yeah. yeah. The flip-flop. Flip-flops. Right? Basically a flip-flop, yeah. right? Flip-flop, yeah. All right, here we go. What's All next? Right. Uh, this is a DM from Petey, who always <laughs> sends uh, questions. What's his name again? Petey um, Skeeves. Lightning no. something. No, uh, Petey Skeeves, that's it. He's no, what's his fucking name? Rebel Storm. Rebel Storm. Ah. There you go. Rebel Storm. All right, here we go. All right, he starts off the question, Buenos Tardes, Hogs, and Guests. Mike, do you have anything to say about that? Don't ever say that again, Petey. <laughs> this question is a bit of what, a thing. Wait, hold on. What does that mean? What does he say? What? What, what Buenos Tardes, Hogs and Guests. What is That's that? good afternoon. Okay. If we had a kazoo, I'd kazoo him. <laughs> uh, he always asks these questions that are just... This question is a bit of a thinker. If you could add a zero to the end of anything on your life, what would it be? For example, if you currently only bench 150 pounds, adding a zero to the end would make it 1,500 pounds. Thank you for the math, PD. Be creative. I like... Be creative like I know you guys are. Cheers to one year of hogging. Um, I hate Petey, by the way. Can I just say this? I hate him. <laughs> I also hate him. <laughs> Add in a zero to anything in your life to kind of make... Well, I want zeros I, in my bank account. Yeah. I think uh, that's the easy answer. I think yeah. anyone in this room would Cross probably answer that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean... Cross the board. I, yeah, I Cross can't the board, even, right, boys? Yeah. yeah. 
Ah, well, I don't know if I want to live forever. That's the thing, yeah, man. I like it, unless it, I had like some sort of like, unless I had like some badass superpowers. It literally <laughs> depends what happens to your body. Does your body continue to decay? Or are you saying I'm going to live to 200, but I'm going to still feel I, the I way feel I feel like, right now? I feel like you're That's going fair. against. Then I would uh, say that you're going against nature if you're if you're like, oh, I, I want to live to like. But if I'm 200 years old and I literally am falling apart, then I'm like, no, I don't want that. Yeah, Fuck that sounds that. terrible. What do they say? You're you're older a lot longer than you are younger. Yeah. All right. So, All right, so PD, bank thanks for the question, but sure, bank yeah. account across the board. Yeah. All right. So these are the questions that were uh, put on uh, Hunter's Instagram account when he put it out. Today. All right. That's right. Uh, way Nick, to way to promote the show. Yes, Welcome. Appreciate Thank you. It. He's done more promotion than the former co-host of this podcast. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mixed Mutt says, "Glad to see you making your comeback." No. If you could work for any company, what company would you want to work for? Here we go. We're going to cross the board on this, but Hunter, go ahead and... Uh, yeah. uh, well, I mean, the obvious answer is always want to be... I always want to work for the WWE. I mean, that would be... Yes, 100%. But the wrestler in me, the professional wrestler in me would say, whichever company would give me the opportunity. I would work for WWE. I'd work for AEW. I'd work for Impact. I'd work for Ring of Honor. I'd work for MLW. Is whoever would take a chance on me. Because I promise you, if you take a chance on me, I'm going to give you everything I got, 100%. All right. Uh, it's just who's willing to take a chance on me. But if every mean? company was offering, it would be WWE, right? I mean, that's the... That's, that's right. I think the I mean, kind of question. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the go-to. I mean, that should we all, be everybody's answer. We all, we all watched it growing up. I mean, it's not saying that if AEW didn't, you know, say, hey, we want you... I'd be like, yeah, 100% I would. But it would be... And I'm not going to sit here and say if I had to, I'm not going to give that answer if I had to sit here and choose between the two because I don't think any of us would. But it's one of those where you watched it growing up. Your name wants to be a part of that, you know, of, of the people who were there before, you know. And the same thing with if one of us was to get offered with AEW, it would be the same. We would be right there with, you know, a lot of our friends that are there, a lot of people that we've worked, different things like that. And it would just kind of, you know, we would all benefit from it. You know, one hundred percent. So there you go, Shaw. What about you, dog? Mid South Wrestling in nineteen eighty four. There you go. That's cool. I'm down damn. with that. Damn. Hunter. Hunter's like, God damn it. Can I, can I retract my? <laughs> yeah. my retract. My retract. How about you, sexy fat? Oh, oh never if, mind. If Shaw. I was gonna be serious, though, yeah, of course it'd be WWE. All like, right. Yeah. Fab. I wouldn't mind having. I wouldn't mind working down in Mexico, CMLO. It's cool for for Arena Mexico. I'd be sick. There we go. All right, excellent. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, actually, tell you the truth, I'd probably want to like sign with like MLW right now. Um, I know people want, you know, WWE is obviously a lot of people's answer, but I look at that's the, my answer. Yeah, exactly. Don, yeah. <laughs> Don, where do you dream of working? <laughs> but uh, I see a lot of people. You know, obviously a lot of people would say WWE, but I look at it right now and. and WWE has got a huge roster right now, so I feel like if you went there, you could potentially get lost in the sauce. Be put on the back burner. I would want to go somewhere that's probably a little bit smaller where I can make a bigger name for myself, and also I think you have a lot more uh, creative control over where you can go. Um, but you know that, but that's right now. You know, you never know what's going to change in the future. Maybe opportunity you, you see another promotion maybe you go and work at a, a, a MLW promotion and then you do your time there and you go hey you know what it's time to take this up to the, another notch you know I want to go work at AEW next level and you know just a little step up in the game or maybe even New Japan I would love to to wrestle for a company like that oh yeah 100% I mean just exactly what you said who's to say that if 
you work for MLW or New Japan or Ring of Honor that you know they're not look that the I'm not gonna say bigger companies, but you know the the ones at the top tier are not looking at those guys because 100 percent they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think they are anyways. Well, yeah. that's where you go and make it. That's where you go. The smaller companies, MLW, Ring of Honor, um, smaller pro- promotions like that is where you go get your fan base. Yeah, you go make your fan base there. That way, when you go to the you go to the negotiation table with uh, WWE or AEW, you go, hey, this is some, this is what I'm bringing. Yeah, this is what I'm bringing. Yeah. So that helps you out. Yeah. All right, that's my answer. And then, uh, what'd you say, Dom? You said AEW. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I said uh, WWE. There and you I'm go. Very appreciative of the opportunities. Thank you, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> God bless the World Wrestling Federation. He's definitely listening, so let's make sure. Uh, DTF Abel uh, says, I guess it's for everyone too. If you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice right before your debut, what would it be? Ah, uh, here's a good one. I'm gonna start with the newest uh, debut, Fab. Fab, admit you don't know shit. I don't know shit. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a good debuting answer. Uh, is there anything like you know that you feel like, hey, I wish I would have done this or known this? Go ahead, I'll let you answer. It's a tough one. I can't really think of one to be honest right now. Uh, it's tough in your situation right now yeah. to 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 know. Oh, I wish I knew this. Exactly, because I'm still like learning day by day. Yeah. No, you just had the right answer because you did. De- you debuted back in October. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're still working on this stuff. Yeah, I just I just had my fifth match this past weekend, so not until like down the road you start to go. Oh man, I wish I knew this before I uh, before I debuted. Yeah. You know, it, you look back on your career and you, and you kind of start to realize that at this point you thought you were good. Turns out you were the shits. And then fast forward five years, you think you were really good. Turns out you're still the shits. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward ten, you know, you just always look back at yourself and go, God, I didn't know shit back then. So what about you, Shaw? Don't agree to team up with Darren Troy Fable. <laughs> uh, right before my debut, I, I'd say wait, because I debuted after six weeks, and that was way too soon. Yep. Uh, I'd wait at least six months. Yep, yep. That, that was, it was about six months then that I probably had my first, like, decent match. So. What about you, Hunter? So when I read this today, I actually thought about this one. This is one that really stuck out to me. Um, I have two answers for it. Uh, one is uh, I wouldn't let myself be complacent and plateau. Don't let yourself plateau. Don't let yourself be complacent in this business. If I could go back and tell my younger self this, maybe not so much my debut self, but definitely first starting out, uh-huh. Hunter. And then the second answer would be: be careful who you trust in this business. Yep, one hundred percent. Yep. There's a lot of people out there who are going to claim to be your friends. There's a lot of people out there who are legit your friends. Am I saying that everybody out there we got to be like you know lovey dovey with one another and be homies? No, we don't. But there are people out there who you're just kind of better off just shaking their hand, saying, hey, how you doing, and let that be it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you let somebody in and then they wind up taking advantage of you or something like that, then it kind of hurts yourself in this business, you know? So, again, I thought about this was this was a good question in my book, and that's that's what I that's what I think. If I could go back and tell my younger self starting out in this business, just be careful who you trust in this business. You know what I mean? It's good. So. I enjoy. I, I I agree with that. What about you, Dom? Anything like that? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat as Fab. You know, I debuted last year in August, so I got a, 
couple months on them. And then I just had my ninth match, tenth if you count the Survivor Series Battle Royal. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what I tell myself. Probably fucking. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Now you, know. you're right. You're in the same boat where. You only had ten matches, really? Not nine. Damn. Nine, nine matches, ten being the battle royal. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you this. My my answer is: I wish I would have trained longer. I wish I would have waited to debut. Uh, I wish I would have been in your boat, Dom. In fact, how long did you train before you before you debuted? Probably probably a good year. Yeah. But okay. I mean, it would have been a year in May. But I mean, we had to shut down for a while because yeah. of COVID. So, I would say a good like maybe year and three months of training yeah. before my debut. See, I I debuted within like three months, and if you go back and watch my other matches, you're like, ugh, they're they're crap. Um, so I wish I would have waited. I wish I would have waited. And as much as it sucks, waiting now, Dom, you had like what three years? Like you you waited. A I while. I did about two two years. Two years. Because I'm and reaching my th- I I just hit my three year mark of training. So like. I'm sure during the time when you're training, you're like, this sucks. I want to, like, debut, right? And as, as I was honestly in no hurry. Really? Yeah. Like, I chill. Wa- Chilled I, back. I, I mean, like, at the end of the day, because, like, I, I felt like I knew there was a pressure. So, mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to go out there and look like shit. I didn't want to go out there and, like, be the drizzling shits. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that, like, when I did have my first match that I made an impact and I made, like, a good impression and people were, like impressed by what I brought to the table so that's I think and my dad kind of like guided me that way too to wait it out a bit yeah so I think that that helped it's the right idea man wait get you know you you really the more time you, you put into training and learning all that stuff and, and the basic fundamentals and everything the better you're gonna look down your debut so I wish I would have waited longer and actually I have a question for you Dom real quick because I brought this up a couple weeks ago we were talking about training mm-hmm. right um, there's a lot of, you know, I don't know how a lot of people train. Usually when it's my night to train, I kind of just show like basic stuff, right? Like real small, little stuff, technical stuff, um, little like detailed oriented stuff. And I tell people the flashy stuff, the real flash, you know, like uh, flashy moves. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're pretty easy. You do it, you practice it, and then eventually you get it. The hard stuff is the technical stuff. It's everything that's not the flashy moves. It's the little. It's the little uh, nuances, the facial, uh, the uh, the facial uh, the expressions. The stuff. Yeah, is that something? Because I've seen you come in here and be like, "Hey, Dom, you know what would be a really good move is if you sp- uh, springboard into like a lucha arm drag," mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay," and on the fifth attempt, you got it, yeah. and then next thing you know, you're doing it on Raw. Yeah. But if I said, "Come in here and and Dom really work this arm." You know, work the arm, uh, you know, get real, you know, make me believe you're hurting them. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Yeah. You know, like learning how to do that. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Kind of stuff? One thousand percent. Yeah. It's the little stuff. That's the hard stuff to, to master. Yeah. And and that's that's funny you said that, because on Friday after the match, my dad always talks to me about how how I did. And I always like to ask, too, because I, I want to know so I can, you know, be better. And it's always the little things. Mm-hmm. It's always my facial expressions, how I gave this, how I gave that, or how I got up. Like, not even anything on the moves. It's just, like, the small nitpicking stuff. Yep. Because that's, that's that, every match. And that's what tells the story is those little things. Yeah. So, 
All right, is that it for the questions? No, I have one more. Oh, I promised him I'd do it. Here These we are go. questions from Devin. We're going to go down the line on here. These aren't really good questions, but I told him I would do it, so I'm doing it. Uh, his question to Mike is, number one, how dare you? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, his question to Dom is, who'd you ever beat? <laughs> Murphy. There you Murphy, go. there you go. Who there beat? Go. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure he beat a couple people. <laughs> he he was a cruiserweight champion. He was, yeah, he was. was. which he was. which at the end of the day makes makes me the guy who beat an Did he ex beat cruiserweight. Seth? Yeah, he beat Seth. So then, by so proxy, you've beaten Seth now. And by go. proxy, I've no, nah, nah, I won't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, there you go. And are we are we going? The, to... He asked Benny the same question, but Benny's not here. So, oh. who'd you ever beat, Hunter? Hunter, who'd you ever beat? I beat Devin Sparks. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's a good one. Actually, I think that. I have a win over Devin too. A but he has a, he has a win over me too. We, we've wrestled twice. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I have a win over Devin. Tiebreaker. A championship. I uh, I have a win over Gangrel, which mm. I appreciate. Mm. I have a win over Matt Stryker, which was cool. Nice. Uh, I got a question, Feb. Who do you have a win over? I actually have a a win on El Numero Uno. You do. Oh, you put him champion. over. What? I did. <laughs> Wow, that like doing nice. Lord's always work. giving back to the business. That that's that's how the business should work. It is. Watch Good on it. you, Mike. Bro. Yep. It'll be available soon on IWTV. Oh yeah. So, dude, I don't give a fuck, man. I'll put people <laughs> over. I don't give a shit. You, you put me over before. I, I put you it. over multiple times, multiple bitch. Times. <laughs> yes, you have. God damn. Remember our ladder match? Carrying this motherfucker for months. Ladder match. Yeah, it was a good match. It was. It was a good match. Back here like Romans? No, man. Uh, you'd be surprised. Ladder bumps ain't ain't terrible as long as you know how to how to fall on the ladder. If you if you know if you we we had two ladders though. One was a fiberglass ladder, and then the other one was a metal one. The the one that we could actually bend. You know, aluminum. The aluminum one, yeah. yeah. Well, we needed the aluminum one to actually reach what we were going for because the fucking fiberglass one couldn't reach. So guess what? All the bumps had to go on. The fiberglass. So it it's. Uh, I've actually done multiple ladder matches. And, well, I uh, done one. It was with you. Really? That was it? Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, if if you fall on that ladder wrong, you you're fucked. But if if you if you do your do if you do it right, you'll be okay. It's it's fun, man. I enjoy ladder matches. I have no problem with them. Sometimes you gotta have a gimmick match. Yeah. When's your next death match? When are you doing it? I don't know. We'll see how. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go for that ground zero title. We'll do see it, bro. We'll how about you, it. Shaw? Who you ever beat? I, I don't win very often, <laughs> hey, uh, but but I did most recently on my most recent television appearance beat the hell out of Gentleman Jervis and that was awesome. There you nice. go, there you go. You get you know heel turn, not so not so sweet, Robin Shaw. No, no, I'm definitely still sweet. Oh, you're still sweet. Yeah. All right, he's been doing it up up there at uh, primetime. Yeah, prime he's time killing championship. it. Championship. Yeah, man. There. Uh, so uh, on that, how often are they like trying to throw out? Um, you know, different the different tapings and stuff. Uh, so the last taping we did was in November, and they canceled the January one because of the COVID spike. Uh, I don't know when the next one will be. I'm assuming in February, but I know they canceled primetime too until things kind of calm down. So hopefully soon, because yeah. I didn't just turn evil just for it to end there. <laughs> I want to actually fight Jervis, <laughs> and you know he can try to fight back. He's not gonna win, but <laughs> there you go. Is that it for the questions? That's it. Thank you. We've had a lot of questions the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I so, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. All right, here's the last set of questions, and we're going to take this shit home. Fab, give me a goal for 2021. 2021? Yeah, give me a goal for this year, dog. Um, 
see. I haven't really put much thought into that. All right, pass the mic. Sit on it. <laughs> Shaw, give me a give me a goal. Uh, wrestle as much as possible and try to not suck at it. All right, Hunter, give me give me a goal or two. It, 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 guys, it ain't got to be. It ain't even got to be wrestling. It, it can be another life goal. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna go back to what I put out January first. I'm gonna continue to be a good father, a good husband. Try to continue to be a good human being. Continue to be a better professional wrestler. To make those uh, matches that I called out. So Nick Gage, Mance Warner. You know, what? I'll even call him out too. Another one, Tyler Bateman. There you go. That's another one too. You've if been he, chasing that one for a while. I have been chasing that one for a while. There and, you go. And I don't know who I need to talk to about it. He he's one. I got to wrestle him once. And it was in a tag match, and it did not go to the best in the world, um, for reasons B. But I feel like a one-on-one, me and him, people would get their money's worth for it. You know what I mean? Yep. So I mean, you've you've wrestled him multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's just he's one of those where it's like, it's kind of like when you, when you wrestle B boy. You know, you wrestle B boy, and if you can hold your hold your own in there in the ring with him, you know you're it. You know, you've made another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I wrestled B-Boy, that, that happened with me. It's the same thing. I want to go to him, and I want to try to hit that next level. You know what I mean? Constantly you have goals on this. There you, you know? go. Dom, what's your goals, dog? IC, IC championship? I mean, I mean, I'd love to be a champion. Maybe win the Rumble this weekend? I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's that's that. I'd love to win the Rumble one day. But I think uh, 2021 goals, I would – I'd like to better my physique, and I would like to be tag team champs with my dad. There you go. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Good old uh, father son duo. Has that ever done? Has that ever been done before? In- I don't. I don't know. I don't like to. I, I, w- I don't think not belts. I don't think like belts weren't involved or anything like that. But you think about all the good father son like duos. That have, I remember watching a clip the other day with The Rock and his dad. Rocky, oh really? And it was. Two cool, studs, two two studs, man. Just yoke, just out of their mind, just. And then you got like Cody and Dusty, and Cody, Dustin, and and. Uh, Don't forget Randy and uh, uh, Cowboy Rand- Bob. Yeah, Randy and Cowboy Bob. You know, but I, they they never held uh, tag champions yeah. uh, champion championships, right? So like that'd be fucking. Yeah, cool, I man. think that'd be cool. You guys, I'm pretty sure you guys be the first. Yeah. Unless somebody else knows something that none of us know. And I was gonna I was gonna mention this too. Is is when you sit and you talk about like all these wrestlers that have been able to tag with their with their fathers in this business something that they love giving their life for i was gonna ask you man how's it how's it what's it mean to you to be able to go out there and do this you know on a weekly basis with your dad out there you know i mean it's a blessing man like going from seeing him twice a week or like once a week or like sometimes not even seeing him for like weeks on on end you know like to just that's crazy yeah wild right to like all of a sudden just travel with them every week have them ringside work with them the other uh, two weeks ago when we first came back on our on our first smackdown he was uh he was like hey can you give me a shirt and i was like yeah which one because he has two shirts right now he has a baby blue one and then he has like an original one and then he goes one of yours <laughs> i was like it it just like blew my mind like that's so crazy to me that like he's walking out there with one of my merch shirts that WWE made, you know, like that's, that's fucking, that's awesome. It's a blessing. By the way, fantastic shirt. Uh, Hunter, go ahead and show that thing off real yes, quick. Sir. One more time. Where, can, where, where yeah. can you find these? We at? can find this on the WWE shop.com. That is a cool shirt. Dominic Mysterio defendiendo la familia. What does that mean? 
That means defending the family. Ah, nice. Also, I yeah. just looked it up. Uh, no father and son have ever won the tag titles, but father and sons have won the same title. So if you win the Intercontinental title at some point, you'll have that. But ah. if you win the tag titles with your dad, it's a whole different that's category. a first. There you go. Which makes it. sense because, you know, usually the father and the son are usually at different starting points. The dad's usually not still wrestling yeah, yeah. when the son starts wrestling. Yeah. I, uh... One thing, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I want to go to Thailand. I want to go train to, uh, Muay Thai in, in Thailand. You've been doing that a lot here lately. Yeah, I got to stay in shape, man. got to stay in shape. Dude, do you remember when we first came back from the, the first original shutdown? Oh, yeah. And you yeah. and I were in the ring sucking wind? Our, our, our Rocky I was Apollo, there. Our, our Rocky and Apollo night? Yeah. Was, or the, was I there the second night? It might have been the second night, yeah. I remember you were there that. The, the first the night was night. rough. Dude, yeah. I, I, like... I hate that feeling too. I hate that feeling of like your lungs are on fire. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's that's helped me a lot lately, like keeping the the cardio up. Um, and then yeah, I want to go. Uh, I'd love to go wrestle at the Crash. I want to go wrestle at Hood Slam. I want to go wrestle a lot of these cool promotions, man. That got they got going on around the world. So we'll Same. see what happens, man. Same, man. That's goals, Mike. Keep goals, guys. Okay, let's go back to Fab. Now you have time to think about it. <laughs> he probably Give me didn't. one f- one goal that you believe is is uh, attainable something not wrestling related probably I don't give, yeah anything probably get a little bit stronger for there sure there you go you mm-hmm. can get stronger yeah just start hitting the weights more you know how you get stronger get under the weight there you go get under the weight maybe a cycler or two I don't know we'll see what happens <laughs> great advice so. <laughs> this is now the <laughs> second time this month that Mike has suggested someone go on a cycle maybe a pharmacia <laughs> in Tijuana <laughs> Mike Mike, he has no idea what you're talking about. Ah, okay. a, a cycle? You mean get on the bike? <laughs> I'll give you. I'll what give Rogan you. call it? The 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 pharmacy down in Mexico. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? In the podcast, uh, I can't remember exactly. He mentioned it. He it was some like weird way about about the being on the on the juice. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was a great impression. <laughs> I don't know how many people are gonna pick that up, but I picked it up. I. I <laughs> Asked Dom about the uh, post I sent to him the other day on Instagram. It was a video of, of who he just uh, talked about. And he was making his entrance, going out. He was looking at the camera, the Roman camera. And backwards. He was backing up backwards. Just straight up tripped over the stairs. Shit. Either got back up. But legit, I can't talk. He's one of the coolest people ever. He is. One day you're going to be in that situation too, <laughs> man. Fall and bust your exactly. ass. That's happened. Fall and bust your ass. <laughs> yeah. All of us. Uh, uh, SoCal Pro used to have a ramp out of their... Uh, during in their entrance and it was so steep and I'd, I would always worry because you know cats are going out with like wet hair and like you know all that kind of stuff wet hair, and I, slick, uh, slick uh, Devin Devin ate shit on that ramp one time did he? yeah give me yeah. the show I want to watch back it back bump the ramp <laughs> nice yeah but anyways guys I hope you guys all uh you know attain your goals I hope this year is a little bit better for everybody same to you Mike I appreciate you guys uh, sitting in on this uh, podcast one year guys here's to uh, yeah. many more years I'm not gonna lie to Shout you guys out. This fucking year of like doing a podcast, it's a bitch. <laughs> it's like you have to really like set aside time to do this shit. Adam knows now. He's been doing it for a few months now with me. And I haven't missed an episode. You haven't missed an episode, which I appreciate. That's a trooper right there. Nice. But uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. Thanks uh, for having me on again. I really yeah, appreciate man. it. It's always fun having you on. You know, you Thanks got these. Thanks for having me on again. Shaw, two in a row. Thanks for having us on the on the one year anniversary. There it's you go, bad. Fab. Killing it, kid. You're killing it, Hunter. Thanks, man. My dog. Appreciate it. My brother. Yep. Shut up, Hunter. Shut up, Dom. So, hey, WWE, can you book me and Dom in a match? <laughs> <laughs> can I beat the hell Death out of match. them? Death match. <laughs> no, nah, it was a. Uh, 
definitely tell from the first episode to now you know got a lot more followers things like that so like i just like i said here's the many more years of the hogsman i don't know how long it's gonna last tell you the truth i think i think i just kind of was like i'm gonna at least get a year out of this you know i'm gonna at least do this for a year we'll go we'll see what go what happens from here you know now that we have the 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 hogsman red and black right that's true. We got the re- the Hogsman red and black drops every Thursday. That's Devin's at show now. So He's, are you are you going to ask me am I black and white or am I red and black? No, you're nothing. I'm nothing right no, now. No, you're nothing right you now. Want to be on the red and black? No, I would definitely be on on Mike's. And actually, this show is the yellow and purple. Yellow and purple. Ah, I was just going to call it the OG because that seems like something you would want to call it. That's cool too. The Hogsman cool OG. That. Cool with that. Seems very Mike Camden like. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to say thank you to everybody that has participated with this podcast for the past year. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been a bitch, but it's also been a lot of fun. I hope uh, people are enjoying it. And uh, go check out that GCW Fight Forever. It's this weekend. The Hogsman, uh, the Hogsman podcast is an a, official sponsor. Devin claims that the new shirts will be on a store soon. Excellent. Might be there right now, so check it out. We posted pictures of the new shirts. So, cool. When is this releasing? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, and don't forget to check out Friday Night SmackDown and the Royal Rumble on the WWE Network this there Sunday. There you go. $9.99. Hey, so before we go, just to give the boys some love in here let's get their uh let's get their handles just where they can get some followers out there fab give them your instagram and your uh twitter go for it uh instagram twitter same handle fabe underscore 32 can you spell it out for us fab underscore 32 there you go find me there you go shaw hit me with it again uh instagram twitter facebook all of it sweet robin shaw one word uh, sweet as in candies, Robin as in the bird, <laughs> Shaw as in S-H-A-W. <laughs> uh, I, I also have a pro wrestling tea store, but as I said last week, uh, you shouldn't like me, so don't buy my shirt. There you go. That's a hell of a sales pitch right, right? there. <laughs> it's like the Cartman, you can't come in here. Did you guys ever see that episode where he buys a no, but I love South Park, amusement though. park and he says nobody can yeah. come in? Uh, <laughs> it's basically the, uh, the Eric Cartman sales pitch. All right, go, Hunter. Facebook, Hunter Freeman, Instagram, Twitter, SoCal Redneck. There you go. There you go. Dom, do you even need any more followers? I mean, I would like some. All right, there you go. Go. Uh, You got got his blue check. Instagram, only on on Instagram. I don't have a blue check on Twitter. Twitter, get your shit together. Yeah, I don't don't know what's going on with Twitter. But, I mean, um, Instagram at Dominic35, I think. There you go. And then Twitter, I think, is at Dom Mysterio. And then I don't have Facebook. A lot of people DM me saying that, like, I sell them shit and merchandise on Facebook, but that's not me. I don't have a Facebook. Dom does not sell merchandise or uh, collector's memorabilia on Facebook. He WWE sells it out the trunk com. of his car. <laughs> All right. That is, that is false. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, that's uh, and, and then, yeah, you have the uh, at Hogsman pod on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. Adam, I want to say thank you for uh you know helping me out with the podcast ted if you're out there uh you took this podcast to another level shout out to ted appreciate it thank you uh devin thank you very much for being my uh my partner in crime on this uh podcast big duke listen man love to meet him one day (laughs) you've been very uh tardy and absent but uh i appreciate you uh helping me out when i was training and also riding with me all the time and you know, eventually we'll get you on the podcast again. And I think that's about it, guys. Is there anything else that needs to be said? Anything like that? 
Hit it with a mic. Uh, let's see. Uh, thank you again, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, check this podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Shout out to Ten Barrel Brewing, Cheap Fun Beer. What's up? What's up? Uh, I think that's about it. Is there Level Up else? Pro Wrestling School? Ah, that's right. Level Up Pro Wrestling School. Also, the Level Up Studios. But we are going to be releasing matches uh, on IWTV that we're filming here every weekend, and so check that out when that come uh, when that uh, goes up on the uh, the website. And uh, Hunter, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do it this time, okay? Because you you want to be a hogsman. I'm not gonna don't let, fuck not, it up. I'm not accepting applications right now, but still, you can say this, uh, Hunter. If they want the tip. They what gotta, do they got to do? They got to take the whole hog, baby. Adios. Adios.